The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You know, I was up almost all last night trying to figure out how to start this show today. And I didn't come up with anything witty. I didn't come up with anything that was talented, which is probably a slight on my part, because there's just way too much going on. Welcome in to the Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning as we are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today. We are going to get into the terror attack in New York City, which you're now hearing nothing about. We're going to welcome Sidney Powell in the second hour, lawyer, author extraordinaire. We're going to talk about the DOJ and Donna Brazil jumping off that burning ship. And then we're going to round out the show by discussing all things tax reform with Jason Pye, the Vice President of Legislative Affairs for Freedom Works. So we have a great show. So if you want to be part of it, call the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. Alongside of the emotional meatball, the godfather of conservative talk radio, the clown punisher himself, Rocky Stucci. How you doing this morning, brother? Good morning, brother. And you know what? What a lot of people don't know, Mr. Matlock, is that we've been on the line since 7 o'clock, an hour before the show. Right. And we actually, we just did a whole hour show talking about the topics that we're actually going to talk about for the next three hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it. look, there is so much going on and, and there's so much disinformation out there. Literally, I'm laying in bed last night. We get up at 5.30 a.m. Central here to come to this studio to do this show. And I literally laid in bed until about 1 o'clock last night reading stuff, just reading. And, I, and, and Rocky, I'm at the point where it, it, it's amazing to me the disinformation, right? the messaging, what the media wants you and I to know. And as I'm reading different outlets, it is so blatantly apparent that the truth has been lost in this country. It's just well, you know, been lost. Matt, you it's know, gone. Shakespeare, Shakespeare said it perfect. Life is a stage, and that's exactly what it is. And when you look at the layers of an onion, we are always stuck on the outside layer of an onion. And, and you know, we've been talking about this for a long time, and I've even said it, Matt, during the last hour when we were talking, is that for a long time, you know, I get labeled certain things in regards to the research that I do. But sometimes when you put on that tinfoil hat, it seems like you do get closer to the truth uh, than when you follow the mainstream narrative. And we're going to prove that in this first hour of the program. Well, and, and you're right. The, the tinfoil hat people, the wackadoodles that you like to call them, I'm reading these one-off articles last night, and we can't talk about them because you can't find anything to, to corroborate the, the evidence that they give right. with you with it. Right. But, you right. know, it, what is the evidence anymore? Is Fox News, is CNN, is, are these places giving us the news? Are we just being spoon-fed garbage that people want us to hear? And as we're driving in this morning, I'm talking to executive producer Ron Phillips, and I'm like, this is all staged. It's so funny. It's all staged. Right. We're, we're seeing this debauchery that is Hollywood. And we have a friend who has been feeding us all of this information about Hollywood. It, I, I, literally, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the information and I'm like, I'm not surprised, right. but I'm amazed at the level of, of, of just absolute 
disgustingness right, right. that comes out of Hollywood and what's going on. And we're not going to dig deep into that, but there's there's so many things we need to get to. And we only have, you know, we have three hours to get to it, Rocky Stucci. We have three hours to get to it. So if you want to be part of the program, we want to hear your opinions today. 888-900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. New York City, Rocky. New York City. We have an Ubekistanian, if that's what you want to call him, citizen, mm-hmm. who came to this country via a diversity and i'm using air quotes for those of you who are listening on theblaze.com if you want to see the program it is on the conservative cartel facebook page and we would definitely like a like out of that if you go over there and find us because you can watch the video feed but we've got a diversity visa lottery in this country Mm -hmm. did you know that yeah yeah i did you did yeah, see, I did yeah, not. We, you know, no, see, and I talked about that with uh, John quite a few times uh, back when I used to do a different show with him. And, and John's our friend who actually lives in Egypt. And uh, he drew concerns about that a couple of years ago because of the fact is, is that it, it's not really controlling the quality of the type of people that are coming in this country because it's family-based. And, and they think that because they use the family base thing that, it, you know, because we're being compassionate, we're keeping the family thing together. Right. That's the way to sell a narrative to the people. It's the manipulation of a mind. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry, it's the manipulation of the minds of the people that are being sold the Kool-Aid. And, and it's, it, you know, man, when we sit here and we talk about what Donald Trump's trying to do about trying to when you come here as an immigrant is try to bring people here that are going to give to society almost immediately right. instead of people that are going to come to this country and benefit off the government welfare program for the next three generations. And when you look at when you look at um, Canada, when you look at Sweden, when you look at other countries, even Mexico, when you look at their immigration policies, they will not accept you unless you're going to contribute to their society right off the bat. But yet when you don't do that here – in the United States, you get condemned as a racist, as an anti-immigrant, as a hateful, spiteful individual. Well, you know what we haven't been hearing about? The RAISE Act. Merit-based right. immigration. I mean, Trump right. came out with it. Tom Cotton and uh, uh, Purdue, I can't think of his first name, from Georgia, the senator of Georgia. They came out and said, look, let's have some merit-based immigration. And what does the left mm. do? They run to these courts that are stacked with liberal judges, and they say, oh, Trump hurt our feelings. Oh, he wants to ban Muslims. Oh, right. he's a terrible guy. Oh, we can't have this. And then we have a diversity visa lottery program. Look, get this. It randomly, random, meaning no, n- no structure, no care in the world, how it gets done. It randomly gives out... 50,000 United States visas to foreign nationals across the world, and it is ideally suited for terrorists. Huh. Ideally suited for terrorists. So in an op-ed, John Binder, who is an immigration expert on the Center for Immigration Studies, he notes that the diversity visa lottery, the program that allowed New York City, New York, terror suspect, say Fulo Sepov, to come to the U.S., is often a tool used by foreign terrorists to wreak havoc in the country. A tool. We are providing tools for terrorists to come here and kill citizens in this country. You know who this came through? You know, you know who backed this bill, Rocky Stucci? Old Chucky Schumer. That's right. 
Chuck Schumer. The left, they're out of their minds. Oh, we got to have diversity. Oh, we cannot be. Oh, these terrorists. Oh, you cannot prejudge you Islamophobic, misogynistic, racist, whatever word the left can come up with. But, man, see, this this is where it comes back because Chucky, the psychopath Schumer, was defending us just the other day again. Oh. But see, this is when it comes down to who is the priority for the people in Congress? Who is the priority? Is it the American people or is it the rest of the world? And when you sit here and you sit and you focus on non-taxpaying immigrants or non-taxpaying refugees, when I make these comments, man, it doesn't make me a hateful person, but I care about the integrity of this country. I care just like you do, and the conservative cartel cares about the safety of of the American citizens, and when we sit here and we see programs that Chuck Schumer and his psychopathic posse create to bring these people to this country, we have to sit here and question their motive behind these bills. And we got to sit here, and who do we hold accountable? When, when we have politicians that create programs to bring psychopaths into this country, when do we hold them accountable for the deaths and the blood that we need to clean up on the streets? Oh, they're above reproach. They're, I, I mean, in Washington D.C., they are royalty. They don't give. They don't give two licks about you or I. They don't care what happens in the real world. They don't live in the real world. They don't live in our world. They don't have to worry about riding their bike down a bike path in New York. Even though Chuck Schumer's like, "Well, I ride that very path." Uh, I I don't want to be mean, but why weren't you riding it that morning? Uh, it, look, it, here we are. You, you don't care about these people, and the thing that amazes me. The story's already dead. It's gone. It's out of the mainstream. It's gone. It's done. Now everybody's worried about the book that Donna Brazile wrote about how Hillary Clinton rigged an election that we knew two years ago, a year and a half ago. We already knew this. I mean, this is old news. And now you've got, I'm looking at Fox News here in the studio, and you've got Geraldo Rivera. Oh, it's time for the Democratic Party to move on from the DNC whole deal. No, there's nothing to see here. Nothing's going on. I mean, this is the world we are currently living in. It's unbelievable that you and I in Vegas, by the way, we have have we heard anything about Vegas in the not. last month? Of course right. not. Why, why are we not hearing things? Why? Is, what is being hidden from us? We're going to find out. As the cartel rolls along this morning, don't go anywhere. We're going to get into everything that's going on in New York City. Be right back. You're listening to The Conservative, Conservative cartel. cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> You know, do you guys ever see the movie Groundhog Day? Uh, do you ever feel like every day you wake up, it's the same thing over and over and over again? You know, I'm, I'm telling you folks, that's how I feel sometimes, whether it be social media, whether it be mainstream media, no matter what it may be, it seems like sometimes when I wake up, almost every single day I'm stuck in the Groundhog Day. I'm, stu I'm stuck on repeat. But anyways, welcome back to the program, the conservative cartel, me right here, Rocky Stucci, on the other side of the microphone, my brother Matt Locke broadcasting live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. Folks, if you want to call in, as I'm holding up my Black Rifle Coffee Cup with my Black Rifle Coffee, you can call in on the Black Rifle Coffee hotline, 888-900-3393. Hey, can, you, can you say Black Rifle Coffee one more time? Black Rifle Coffee. There it is. Nine Line Apparel Studios. Love it. I so, man, I, I want to touch on something here, you know, because you made a valid point. When we sit here and we talk about the Vegas attacks, nothing. Nothing. When we sit here and we talk about the different 
uh, different events, shall I say, that happen here in the United States that get little coverage. It's it's the least coverage things that happen in this country that I think we should pay the most attention to. Now, right. when we're sitting here and we're talking about the psychopath who did the terror attack, Sefulo right. uh, or whatever his, his name is in New York City, you, I, you, I, I had this thing with ISIS, right? You guys remember ISIS? I just let me let me let me help the listeners out here really quick. ISIS, the JV team. You guys remember them, guys? The JV team that has created worldwide fear in every single aspect of our life. That's the JV team that the Obama administration wanted to reassure us were under control. The same JV team that the Hillary Clinton mafia has funded, has armed, and has created a monster at a global scale. But now we look at what the media likes to call a lone wolf. You're Islamophobic. At, you Islamophobe. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm come Islamophobe. on, Stucci. Come I'm on. Hateful. I mean, literally, I'm stop racist. pointing out the racist facts of the matter that Obama and Hillary Clinton grew ISIS. I, I mean, they created it in, in all right. sense of the words. And, you know, people think we're wackadoos and we got our aluminum, you know, our aluminum foil hats on. Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm, you argue mm-hmm. with these liberals on, I was arguing with a liberal yesterday on facebook and i mean there isn't one sense of of critical thinking in the guy's ridiculous head and it's all trump and russia this is a this is a see nothing here nothing's going on in the left you got geraldo rivera on fox news this morning saying the dnc needs to move on we need to move on from these terrorist attacks rocky we need to move Mm -hmm. on you know eight people died in new york city they got ran down by a daggone home depot truck and no, no disrespect to Home Depot, any Tom, Dick, or Harry can go and rent a, a, a Home Depot truck for $19. You know, $19, and the guy killed eight, eight people for $19. You don't need a gun. You don't need a knife. You don't need a machete. You, you don't need any weapon. You can run your truck straight down a bike path and run over as many people as possible, and that's in the daggone ISIS handbook, by the way. Right, right. Well, you know, and let me let me point that out, too, because, you know, so we created this monster, as in Hillary Clinton and the Obama administration created this monster called ISIS. And, and so now when we look at what the what's happening in Syria and in Iraq and you have different areas of the globe that ISIS was prominent for many years now, and they're deteriorating, they're starting to lose and they're starting to fail dramatically. But here's the thing is that the seed, the cancer of the planet has been spread in regards to ISIS. So now when we look at what happened in New York City, Matt, when we look at what happened in, in France with the same thing where they got the vehicle and they mowed down a whole bunch of people, yep. and these people claim to support ISIS or ISIS claim responsibility for these attacks, you know, these people don't have to be personally affiliated with ISIS, and that's what people need to understand. And mind you, folks, listen to my voice. There were over 300 radicalized Islamic groups worldwide over 300 but we always talk about isis so when people want to create terror they don't have to be you know they don't need a certificate on their wall matlock that says i'm a member of isis or i'm a member of al-qaeda because they believe that they're fighting a cause and, and they dangerously believe in a cause that they're fighting and so it doesn't matter what terror group they're affiliated with it really doesn't matter that they're a lone wolf or they're committing individualized jihad was which the official term is for it right it's the fact is is that they have brainwashed an entire world of muslims right. to think that they need to fight a specific cause against the white man against the christian and anytime you or me or anybody speaks against this we get attacked for it so now i want people to think about the social engineering that's going on when we sit here and our mainstream media does not condemn the act 
actions of these Muslims because they're afraid to speak against Muslims. But we can, as Christians, get attacked on every single aspect of our life. Explain to me what is really happening globally. Well, they don't want to go after Islam. And I'm sitting here in the studio. I'm watching the Today Show here. Yeah. And, and look, we've got Thanksgiving coming up. It's, mm. it's November 4th today. So Thanksgiving is in about, uh, I believe, 19 days. I think it's the 23rd this year. And they've got the, Ma- they got the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, right? Well, I don't know if you've paid attention, Rocky Stucci, but you've been seeing chatter on the, on the web about ISIS thinking that that parade would be a prime suspected spot to kill the sure. most people. Right. Here we are in this country. We're worried about what events we can and cannot go to. Now, my question is, what is the one and only job that the national government has? To protect its citizens. That's why we have a military. That's why we pay taxes. That's why people don't come to this country and invade us. I mean, look look at the rest of the world. Look at the wars. Look at the strife. Look at all of, uh, of the stuff going on over in the Middle East. Look at Iraq. Look at Syria, Israel, Saudi Arabia, Russia, Ukraine. You, you look at that, and there's a reason that all of that garbage happens over there because they're not America. They don't have America's armies. They don't have America's Second Amendment. They don't have a constitution that we have. And yet here we are, here we are, and people are more interested in being on Facebook, being on social media, Twitter. They're, they're social justice warriors. They're keyboard mm-hmm. warriors. They get behind their keyboards, and they're big men and women. Oh, they're big stuff. How dare you? You know that They've got all kinds of arguments for you, and if they don't have an argument, they're just going to call you names. But... We have important issues going on in this country that we are not being told about. Hmm. A, gen- a, 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 a person, I'm not even going to call him a gentleman, goes to the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino and kills 50-plus people. We don't hear a thing. Nothing. Nothing. We've got all kinds of tangents and storylines and stuff going on and things that we're hearing but what's going on in that investigation? Are they finding anything out? Is there any news? Do we know what happened? Do we know why it happened? Do we know what happened? Do we know where the system broke down? Of course we don't. And I want to fast forward. Now we've got a terrorist attack. New York City. What's the first thing de Blasio does, Mayor de Blasio? He runs out, oh, it's cowardly. It's cowardly what these guys are doing. But we cannot jump to conclusions on what they did. We can't stigmatize an entire religion on the act of one person, but we can stigmatize an entire second amendment on one guy who's a wackadoodle who shoots and kills 50 people. We can do that. We can jump to conclusions there. We can go out and we can say that every gun needs to be confiscated, but by God, that poor soul, that poor Sully Ford or Sally Sally Fooley or whatever the heck his name is, <laughs> You can't jump to conclusions because he's a lone wolf. Right. Air right. quotes. They're always well, man, look, they're look always at, lone wolves until they're right, look at the difference not lone though, wolves. when when you look at the attack and just to add on to what you're saying, when you compare the attack in Vegas, it was I mean there, I mean blood was still coming out of human bodies. 
uh, and we had Hillary the Thug, Clinton, and all of our other cronies that were coming to the surface that were that were fighting against gun control. This madness and this racism needs to stop because this was a white man. Yep. But look at now, when we look at the attack in uh, New York City with the Muslim, look at how quick these radicalized progressives come to his defense. And, and what are the stories that I see? Is Muslims coming forward and now they're worried because they're going to be under attack? Or they're going to be judged. Well, you know what? Maybe they need to get up off their rear ends and start doing something about this problem, too, because I'm so sick of this rhetoric and this argument that, well, you know, uh, the Oklahoma Trade Center or white supremacists in this country. Historically, what we're seeing right now, ladies and gentlemen, when we see radicalized Islam, when we see terror attacks, when we see what's happening in France and in Britain and in Sweden and all these other countries and now starting to happen here in the United States, those are the true teachings of Muhammad. So people really take your head out of your rear end and start looking at the bigger picture. Well, Those are the true teachings Rocky, of Mohammed. Last week on our Facebook page, The Conservative Cartel, that's where you can find the live video right now. Go over and give it a like. Last week, I always, after the show, I always go back through the comments. We literally had a listener on there last week that said that all of the domestic terrorist, terrorism in this country is by white male Republicans. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Go find the. He says it's all truth. It's the whole truth. All you white male Republicans, you're, 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 you, you, it's all your fault. White privilege. You're privileged. It, it, it's wackadoodles like that that dominate what we see in today's culture. And now look, we haven't even talked about this. We're not going to spend a lot of time with it because I don't. I, I don't think anything's going to be a big deal today. It could be Antifa. Today's November fourth. Yeah. Antifa, and I'm seeing comments here in in your neck of the woods, Minneapolis where you're going to be one of the cities because Ellison's a complete and utter punk up there. Yeah. And, and it's run rampant with liberal hogwash. And, and here we are. Now, I'm down in Texas. I don't think we're going to see any Antifa down here because we carry guns. Come on in. See what happens. Remember, do you remember the, ter- the, 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 the Muslims that tried to go after Pamela Geller down here in Texas because they were doing cartoons of Mohammed? Mm-hmm. Remember what happened to them? They got killed by guns down here in Texas. They didn't kill anybody. They got killed. They got shot. Because we shoot back down here. This is what I worry about, though. When you look at different infiltrations with government agencies in certain movements, whether it be the Bundy movement, uh, the different things that we see in this country. You know, I sit here and I think about the Antifa thing and and the possibilities of this whole Antifa thing being infiltrated by some agencies out there that are sitting here stirring up the population of citizens that are separating the populations of citizens that are getting the patriots ready to arm up that are getting these psychopath progressives ready to arm up to create a civil war like this is like we're falling for the bait man the worm is on the hook and we're biting it and that's that's why i haven't focused a lot on the santifa thing because i have a feeling that this is being done by the hand hand i really do you're right on it, brother. Look, lots more to come. Don't point fingers. We're going to get into it. Hillary Clinton weighed in. The Obamas weighed in. And, of course, we're being kept in the dark. Don't go anywhere. The conservative cartel is going to roll on. 888-900-3393 in the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. We will be right back. This is the conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. So I've got a good friend. 
on Facebook that pointed out some things last week when this new well this last week when the New York terror attack happened Don Newen he was on the program this last Saturday the Cowboy Logic Radio but he pointed out some things we're going to get to welcome back to the conservative cartel this Saturday as we are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network if you'd like to be part of the program this morning and we've got Rich on the phone we see you Rich we're going to get to you here in a second triple eight 900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Now, it's amazing to me, Rocky, because Don Nguyen, who's good friend of the show, mm-hmm. on last week, him and Donna Fiducia, formerly of Fox News, Cowboy Logic Radio, he goes on to Facebook and he says, it's fan- it, 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 it blows my mind that seven hours after a terror attack on U.S. soil, that we have not heard from Barack Obama, mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, no former president, nobody, had come out and said, oh, you know, we grieve, we feel, we whatnot, right? Right. And he got lambasted for that. Oh, well, uh, 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 you guys, you Republicans are all the same. You just pick, pick, pick. You just got to find stuff. Maybe they're just, what are they waiting on? What, what are they waiting on? Well, here's what Hillary was waiting on. Hillary Clinton, this is from Breitbart. Presidents shouldn't point fingers or divide after tragedies. Trump doesn't have any empathy. Now, who was the first person that came out after Vegas and bu- after bump stocks? We've got to get, we, we, we need common sense gun control. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, 10 minutes after it happened, she couldn't get to Twitter fast enough. She right. couldn't get a message out fast enough when it's a white guy in Vegas shooting with guns. She couldn't get onto Twitter fast enough. But by right. goodness, presidents shouldn't point fingers or divide after tragedies that happen in New York City. So she went on to the Comedy Central's Daily Show. I mean, that, that's a hard-hitting, factual news organization, right? The Daily Show. And, and, and she criticized President Trump's response to the terrorist attack in New York City by saying... That President Donald Trump shouldn't point fingers or set people against each other and argue Trump doesn't have any empathy. Now, she goes on. I want to read this whole thing to you because it is mind-blowing. She says, well, it's disappointing because, you know, I was a senator from New York on 9-11 and a bad one at that because JFK Jr. got killed in a plane crash that may be linked to you, but we're not going to go down that road. I was with President Obama through a lot of difficult decisions on his sec- as a Secretary of State. I obviously saw my husband responding to tragedies, attacks, the Oklahoma City bombing, which you talked about earlier. And what you want in a president is what I think the three men I just mentioned delivered. Rape, homosexual, pedophilia. Oh, no, that's, that's not it. Uh, it's trying to bring the country together, talk about what happened with the event that they were concerned about, but not to point fingers, not to scapegoat, not to try to set... Americans against each other. And unfortunately, that is just not part of the job that our current president accepts or is willing to perform. She says, you know, of course, he can have his own point of view and push his policies. That goes with the job. But not to continue to divide Americans against each other. So he just doesn't have any empathy. And you can disagree with someone over all kinds of partisan issues. But you want to have a president who can try to put himself into the shoes, the feelings of someone else, and he doesn't have the ability to do that. 
as I toss the paper on the floor because that is pure go. garbage and should go, go straight into the trash can. I mean, are you telling – what she just told us is that under Obama, under Clinton, under that leadership, we were a great country, and we should stop talking about the terrorist attack because it was a lone wolf, and we shouldn't categorize an entire religion mm -hmm. of what happened. Is this woman out of her freaking mind? She has been for years, Matt Lock. She has been for years. Sorry, I was picking up my trash. No, you should but have I left threw, it on the floor and just I stepped threw on it, it during I, the rest I mean, of the show. Ridiculous. Just absolutely, insanely ridiculous of the of the, the response that comes from the left. It, it, I, I am, I'll tell you right now, I am thanking God right now that Hillary Clinton is not our president. Well, you know what? Let me, let's me let do this, Matt, uh, because there's something I want to add on to the hypocrisy of what she does. Well, hey, but we got, hey, did you say we got Big Rich on the phone? We got Big Rich on the phone. Let's, 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 the let's head to Big Rich on the phone here from New York. Rich. Welcome to the Conservative Cartel. What's on your mind, buddy? Big Rich. Good morning, gentlemen. Great show this morning. Thank you. Uh, regarding these, uh, the terrorist attack in New York City, you know, when you have— Well, hold Rich. Mayor, Big Rich, are you still in New York City, or did you move out of New York? Yeah, no, I'm still in New York. Okay, so you've got a firsthand account of this whole deal. Yes. Go ahead. And when, when you have the mayor and the governor not even calling an ace for the ace, they didn't even call radical Islamic terrorists. No. They couldn't get it out of their mouth, okay? Before the, any information was even given, the governor said it was a lone wolf. Now we have a suspect we're looking for that was caught who's with this man. So don't come in the air telling everybody to calm down, go your normal life. This is just a lone wolf. When, when are we going to learn, okay? They don't. They're not. You know. They're not. They don't even go into the mosque no more like we used to do. Before we you know we had the mosque under surveillance for years. We mm -hmm. got rid of that. That's where all these criminals, all these terrorists are coming from. Well, it's you know, offensive. These, these it's mosques, offensive, Big you know? Rich. You're, you're right there. Islamophobia. You're Islamophobic. These mosques have nothing to do with terrorist attacks. It's offensive, and you should never bring it up, and you should continue to live your life as you do in New York. And if you happen to be on a bike path that gets mowed down by a truck, that's just too bad. You were there. And and give me like to give you a perfect example. Today there's 20 Anifa rallies. These people should be known as a terrorist organization. Mm -hmm, that's right. These people these people ain't gonna be out there giving out flowers and cookies to the Boy Scouts and girls. So they're gonna be out there causing terror to the people, to the public, destroying things. You know why have that matter have not been nipped from day one? Okay. Why are these law agencies are not telling you show up, you get arrested in the spot? You know who's 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 financing these situations. You know who's pushing the button. There, there got to be somebody who's doing this. You know, either you know, I, I don't know. You, we got but, but, you know what? Just it, it perfectly what you're saying though is that when you're questioning why has not Antifa been recognized as a terrorist organization because they truly do create terror around the streets and they physically harm people at the same time they're waving the communist flag. So when we go back and then you ask the same question on who's funding these people and why have they not been labeled as a terrorist organization is because the in hand or these bigger figures of these alphabetical agencies, they need groups like Antifa to go into the streets to rattle up the conservatives, to rattle up the patriot groups, to rattle up the militias, to create this confrontation within the streets so that way we don't see the true criminal activities well, or we don't focus on well, the true criminal activities that are happening within our own Rocky, uh, political parties. Rich, Rich, you hit on yep. this. And I've got an article here from Breitbart. John Hayward wrote, wrote this uh, on November 3rd, which was yesterday. It says an imam... At a mosque, Saypov attended in Tampa, by the way, came from Tampa, Florida, 
told the New York Times he worried Mr. Sapov was misrepresenting or misinterpreting Islam and urged everybody to calm down and study the religion. That's it's not the religion, it, you know. They're seeing him. I mean, in the same article, neighbors are watching as he uh, is driving around empty pickup trucks, rented from Home Depot around the block with two unidentified friends as passengers. I mean, neighbors are watching this. You've got, you know, and here's here's the the culture we live in. Y- your neighbors see you run around the pickup truck. It's rented. You're of Middle Eastern descent, but you're that, that's you can't do that because you know now you're profiling. Now, now you're racist. <laughs> And, and think about this. This guy was the Uber driver. How many Muslims, terrorists, are driving Muslims who are driving cabs today as we speak? A lot, by uh, the way. No, no, no. Look at it like this. Not just Ubers and not just cabs, because we have that problem here in the Twin Cities. that You go to our airports, but look at the trucking industry. How many of them are driving around gas trucks? How many exactly. of them are driving around you know, oil trucks? How many are driving around trucks with liquid right. chlorine? Right. Exactly. And, and, and you and know all that, Rocky. That's the crazy stuff. You know those chemicals. You know what those can cause. It's mind-numbing and blowing to know what you've told me about the chemicals that ride around in semi-trucks and trains in mm-hmm. this country. And, Matt, you know what was the scary part of that situation that happened in Manhattan? That wasn't his main target. His main target was the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, he went yeah. there, yeah. and he said that the truck didn't fit to go through that ramp. Isn't that something? So, and yeah. Brooklyn Bridge will have a thousand people at that time. On, well, Big Rich, Big Rich, we're up against it. They're yelling in yes, our sir. ear. We got to let you show, go. Yeah, we love you, Big Rich. Thank, Thank you, you for brother. the call. Thank you so Thank much. You. Big Rich from New York, by the way, who, longtime listener of the conservative cartel, hey, right on way, ground Matt, zero. I, I got to help you. It, it, it's New York. All right. Well, you know, I talk like I'm from Indiana. I've been told that. <laughs> I'm down in Texas here, and I talk like I'm from. I have an accent down here in Texas, they tell me which mm-hmm. I, I find funny because I don't say y'all. I don't wear cowboy hats or boots yet. How's Angel doing? I don't know. We haven't been back to that little cafe in Just Weatherford or wherever it was. But <laughs> we, I have no idea. Maybe we'll go have breakfast there someday. But look, we've got lots, we got lots left here. We're going to wrap up this whole thing on New York City here in the last segment. We're going we're gonna to welcome Sidney Palin. And we're going to talk about the DOJ, Donna Brazil, Hillary Clinton, the, le- the, the left. So don't go anywhere. The conservative cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. The Conservative Cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the program, The Conservative Cartel, with, of course, me, the emotional meatball, Rocky Stucci, and on the other side of the microphone, Matt Locke. You're listening live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. Folks, if you want to call in, Call in on the Black Rifle Coffee hotline, 888-900-3393. Now, Matt Lack, I told you I had something for you. Yes, you did. It's something that I just, you know, when we're talking about the terror attack in New York City, I know there's a lot to talk about, a lot coming up in the next two hours of the program, and I want to squeeze this in because if I don't get it in now, brother, we're not going to get it in. You're going to explode is what's going to happen. You will explode like an emotional meatball. That's what will happen. When we sit here and we talk about life being a stage, like Shakespeare, Shakespeare so brilliantly said, uh, our life is very well scripted. As much as we don't think it is, it is. Uh, the, whether it be politics, whether it be just regular everyday single life, whether it be consumerism, no matter what it may be, we our lives are completely scripted every single day. Who we hate, who we don't hate, what we believe in, what we don't believe in, we are walked in a path created for us. And when you were talking about Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and how 
it was so difficult to make difficult decisions during the Obama presidency with Hillary Clinton. Uh, a, a new report came out that Obama hid 470,000 documents from bin Laden raid to ensure his reelection. I knew that's where you were going. I knew Dude, man, that's where you were going. A half a million documents. Oh, hey, hey, withheld. Rocky, nothing to see. Well, you, you, you're, you're racist. There, there's nothing to see here. Just the president of the free world hit a half a million documents that prove that Iraq and everything that was going on in Al Qaeda, it got him reelected. Oh, I'm sorry, though, Matt. No, out of the half a million documents, 470 some thousand, he did pick 17, 17 documents to be provided to the Combating Terrorism Center 17. at West Point. Yeah, 17. One seven. So 17. But w- those one more than specific. 16 and one less than 18. That's right. But, but 471,000 documents were hidden. Here's the trick. Here's the catch, folks. What is one of the main reasons that he did not publish a lot of these documents was because it showed uh, Osama bin Laden. It showed al-Qaeda. Yeah. It showed these different terrorist organizations and Obama had a relationship with Iran. And what did no, Obama do? What? You're right. What did Obama do in the second term of presidency is he made the Iran deal. Uh, huh. So, huh. yeah. But you're right, man. Nothing to see. Nothing to see. Uh, you know, oh, I just think you're racist. I, I yeah, literally, I'm I just think it. you're racist. I mean, he was half white, dude. He was half white. I mean, so <laughs> didn't he have half privilege? The, the, the amazing thing is, Rocky Stucci, I saw that. I saw that article. And you think about this. As we sit here and we talk with the left, as you debate liberals on social media, I, I said to this guy last night, this guy is, and it's funny. I'm not going to say his name. It's not worth it. But it's amazing the fog that they live in because it has to be you cannot seriously believe the garbage you are spewing on social media when you say it's all rump it's all all russia 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 and trump but there's nothing to do with the dnc obama i mean as we find out if anybody ever had the balls in our government to actually find out what really happened right I think people would be amazed. We won't be amazed because we know no, they what want happened. to stay alive, Matt. That, that's, I mean, Matt and, and that's exactly right. They want to stay alive. We're talking four hundred and seventy thousand. And mind you, folks, these files are released from the CIA. Okay, this isn't some some whatever group somewhere that came up with files. This is uh, Pompeo said this this week that they're releasing four hundred and seventy thousand files. Uh, from the CIA in regards to the Osama bin Laden relationship with Iran, and uh, I- I'm telling you, man, uh, this is this is a big deal because it- it's it's Al Qaeda. I think I might have said um, uh, it's terrorism. The, the it doesn't Taliban, matter. But, right, it, ISIS, Al Qaeda, it, it's the same thing. They but came from the say? same places. So, but here's the think thing about it, though. Yeah, go ahead. Here, here's the thing, Rocky. I think we're going to run down the same road here. What does this say? about what the government is not doing for you and what think about this the left wants complete and utter transparency of the trump administration we had zero transparency from the obama administration from his secretary of state to the cia to comey at the fbi i mean this is an absolute joke and now tom fitton over at uh I think it's oh what is it I, I completely just lost it off the he does a uh, the, it, oh, I don't judicial know watch thank you judicial watch 
And now we're finding out about the corruption that is the CIA and the FBI with Andrew McCabe, whose wife mm-hmm. took 700000 from the Hillary Clinton campaign to go on top of the fact, look, we know, we know what happened with Hillary Clinton. We know what happened with the left. We don't need books to read about it. We don't need to, we, we know. The proof is out there. The whole point is nothing's ever going to happen. People want to continue to breathe. They want to continue to be alive. And you hear people all the time. I see this argument all the time on social media. Why isn't Jeff Sessions doing more? Why isn't someone doing more on this? You and I, we see all of this, and I'm not going to get caught up in that game. I think Jeff Sessions knows a lot. I think in due time, it's all going to come out. There are loopholes, and there are things that I think you have to do to uncover this swamp that they're working on currently. Because I'm telling you, if you don't watch your back, your plane crashes. But why didn't – see, there's – and then this is my question, is that why did Obama suppress information to show relationship with al-Qaeda, Osama bin Laden, with Iran, suppress that information from the American people, and then with knowing that information, goes and signs a nuclear deal – and releases millions of dollars to Iran, which then empowers the same country that wants the total and utter destruction of the United States. So why would he do such an action to suppress information from a terrorist organization and then make a deal with another terrorist organization? Well, I've got a better question for you. Why does Barack Obama exchange a deserter and a traitor to the United States military for five (laughs) terrorists? Yeah. And then yeah, I, sends I think, a pallet of money and an unmarked plane right. to Iran. I, if you want to really get into the rabbit hole right, here, right. I mean, here we are. And, of course, I said this on Twitter. Uh, who who couldn't have seen coming the whole Bull Bergdahl deal? I mean, Barack Obama had his family in the Rose Garden. Right. Oh, he's a hero. He's great. Yeah. They were talking in the it's arabic i'm assuming isn't it in in arabic yeah, remember right. when he praised yeah. you know when he mm-hmm. when he praised the fact that his son was coming home and thank god he was found I, you know people out there say that that you know obama was a closet muslim i don't think he was a closet anything just my opinion you know, it's not. It, none of this is changing my perception of, of my belief system. All of what we're witnessing, Matt Locke, with the Bergdahl, with what we're happening, and this information that's coming out in regards to Osama bin Laden, the half a million documents, yeah. it's just validating what I've been attacked for saying for years. Yeah, It's validating what I've been attacked for, for being a tinfoil hat, a conspiracy theorist. And ladies and gentlemen, listen to my voice. As much as you don't want to believe it, we sit here and we are manipulated every single day. Every time you turn on that media, we are manipulated. Every time yeah. you open Facebook, we're manipulated. Yeah. So when I sit here and I see Antifa's going to hit our streets on today and this weekend to lock and load and put on your, your gear, get ready to fight back. You know, I'm telling you something right now. Don't drink that Kool-Aid because our lives are manifested. And here's the thing. We have somebody like Antifa that comes out. We have the patriots that go and resist Antifa. What what happens? Who wins? We go to jail. Martial law. Who wins? What's the end result in all this? Well, the end result is more government. I'm sick and tired of this, Matt. Well, the end result is more government. But I want to tell you something here. We have got people who are traitors to this country, Chelsea Manning or as I should say, Bradley Manning, because he's a guy with guy parts. But we've got him running free. See, I, 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 I ticked off a liberal last night because we were talking about this whole Russia, Trump, Manafort deal. And I said, it's no big deal. 
Trump's just going to pardon Manafort because Obama pardoned Manning. I mean, that dude was giving away state secrets right. to, to the, the sworn enemy. Mm-hmm. I mean, here we are. The, 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 the left wants more and more and more government. That's it. They just want more government. They want to control your life. They want to tell you what to do. And it's all to control you, just as you said, Rocky Stucci. And Every bit of it the to Kool-Aid, contr- then we're done. That's right. Drinking the Kool-Aid and we're done. But look, there's just not enough time to talk about New York City. Our guest is here. Sydney Powell is in the building. And we're going to welcome her to the program. She's a lawyer. She's an author. She's a dynamo. We're going to talk about the DOJ. We're going to talk about Hillary Clinton. We're going to talk about Obama. We're going to talk about Trump and Russia. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. You're not going to want to miss this interview. Tell your friends, your family, everybody you know, share it on Facebook, the Conservative Cartel page. Give that a like. You're going to want to hear what is coming up. It's going to get fantastic. I'm telling you. And I know because I'm Matt Locke, the Conservative Cartel, this Saturday morning on the Blaze Radio Network. is the conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the program this Saturday morning as we are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network, the conservative cartel. Alongside of Rocky Stucci, my brother in arms, I am Matt Locke. If you'd like to be part of the program this morning, 888-933-93 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. But it is a pleasure, a privilege, an honor in studio. We've got author, attorney, dynamo extraordinaire, Cindy Powell, Sydney, say this right here, Sydney Powell, who has taught appellate and trial advocacy for the United States Department of Justice, spoken on many legal topics. She's part of the Talk America Kitchen Cabinet. Sydney, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Oh, thank you for inviting me. It's really nice to be in studio. Tell you what, she's a tall drink of water. I can tell you that. I watched her walk in, and she is a tall lady. But uh, she got a book. Let, let, let's get that right out in front. If you're watching, obviously, we are currently live on the Blaze Facebook page. So if you're over there, check it out. It's License to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice. We're also on the Conservative Cartel Facebook Live page. So when we're done with this segment, you can jump over to there. But uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, I was a federal prosecutor for 10 years in three different districts across the country under nine different U.S. attorneys from both political parties. I've handled over 500 federal appeals. I'm a real lawyer. I actually read the cases, write the briefs, and argue the cases myself. Okay. A lot of those, about 350 of them, I did for the government. And I've been a past president of the Fifth Circuit Bar Association, the American Academy of Appellate Lawyers. I'm a member of the American Law Institute, things like that. So you're a very smart lady, is what you're saying. Well, uh, I try. There you go. There you go. So let me ask you a question, because we do radio. We research all this stuff. We're going to get into the DOJ. We're going to get into Hillary Clinton, the whole thing that's going down right now with Russia and Trump and Russia and Fusion GPS and all of this garbage. We're going to get into all of this, but... How do you sleep at night? Because you probably know a lot more than I do. <laughs> I don't sleep a whole lot. It, it, it's it's frightening, isn't it? It is. It, it really is. It's it, frightening when you know when you know what's behind the curtain. It is, and the book is true. The book is all true. So tell us a little bit about the book. 
all the dialogue comes from real cases. It's about a core group of prosecutors that (laughs) made up crimes, sent innocent people to prison, hid evidence that showed they were innocent, destroyed Arthur Anderson and 85,000 jobs, um, and then they all got promoted. One, they were all handpicked by Michael Chertoff and Mr. Mueller. And hold on, hold on. Who? Yeah. Who? <laughs> Robert Mueller. Uh, who's that guy? <laughs> never heard of him ne- before. No, never in our lives. No. And uh, Larry Thompson, I think, back during the Bush administration and appointed to the Enron Task Force. Well, if you <laughs> look at all their names, they've been running the country for the last eight to ten years. I can hear the tinfoil hat crinkling on Rocky Stucci's side. I know there's a question coming. No, I just, you know, this is part of my frustration. And thank you for coming on the show. I we, We're very grateful for your time, and, and I wish I was sitting in studio with you guys. There's there's so much I would like to pick your brain on. But, it, you know, and, and I think I'm just speaking in general for, for uh, most of the, the viewers right now is that this is part of our biggest frustration is that some of the people uh, in federal government, we, we expect to look out for the best interest of the American people. And when we look at the judicial system and we look at some of the play that's been happening, you know, you're talking about Mueller, we're talking about Hillary Clinton, Loretta Lynch. Uh, you know, when when is enough enough and when do people truly get held accountable as we claim to be a republic, a land of law, but some of the people that represent the law are actually breaking some of the biggest laws in the country. Uh, you know, when does this madness stop and how does this madness stop? Well, I think that's why President Trump got elected, to try to stop the madness. And you can see how difficult it is to do that because the swamp creatures are fighting back big time. We were supposed to be a government of citizens. Yes. And instead, we've become a government of professional politicians and and people who are in it for themselves instead of for public service. And people Mm -hmm. who stay in there too long. I mean, I I've about decided that no one should draw a government paycheck more than a total of 15 years of their lives. I mean, for one thing, you need different experience to be a good public servant. And for another, they just get myopic or something once they stay there very long. Well, no, they, they get brought in by a culture that pays them well. As we were talking this morning, and, and Rocky and I, we, we've talked about this a lot. This is all premeditated. It's all all fixed. And you've got people who are taking money from big corporations that are running the country. It isn't for you and I. It isn't for of the people. We the people, the Constitution. It's not that anymore. And we've become, as a citizenry, we become complacent and we've let it happen. And, you know, there's a reason T got into the Boston Harbor at some point. And we don't dictate revolution here on the cartel, even though our name is the cartel. But at some point, people got to wake up to the madness that is going on in Washington, D.C., do they not? They do. And like I said, I think that's why Trump got elected. And more and more people are waking up every day. And the longer he's in there, the more truth is going to come out and the more everything on the other side is going to unravel. So let me ask you a question, and, and you've, you've done law, you've done all this stuff. We, we talk about Jeff Sessions, and, and we're normal people. We don't know how, I don't know, I'm not a lawyer. I, I've had a lawyer in my life. I, I, I'm not a real big fan of lawyers, no, no personal That's offense okay, to I'm you. That's okay, I'm not either. It, there you go. No <laughs> offense to you, but we have Jeff Sessions as the attorney general. It doesn't seem like anything is getting done. Why do you think that's the case? Well, I, I think we have to give him a lot of credit for the immigration crackdown, you know, picking up people who've been violating immigration laws and 
the drug stuff that he's doing, the the M13 gang, yeah. gang that he's rounding up, and that's that's a big step forward. And the crackdown on human trafficking, which is the greatest, mm-hmm. fastest growing offense in the country. I mean, right. that needs to be shut down unequivocally, permanently, and those people need to go away for a long time. So, I, I, you know, I certainly want to give him credit for all that. Uh, the other part is a harder piece because he basically recused from anything election related. So anything. Anything. Th- that's right. So we're hearing stories now. I'm glad you said that because we're hearing stories now that he doesn't want to touch what's going on with Hillary Clinton, the DNC. Donna Brazil just came out. We're going to get that in the next segment. But, you know, he doesn't want to touch any of that. Why would he recuse himself from that? What is recusal? Fill people in on what that is. Well, recusal means he can literally have nothing to do with it. That uh, I believe he consulted with longstanding ethics experts within the department, which I'm not sure There's I would have done. <laughs> in the department in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a whole nother. You should see her face. If you're watching right. on Facebook Live, <laughs> it's one of those, uh, yeah, there's no ethics there. Yeah, well... <laughs> The Office of Professional Responsibility within the Department of Justice is one of the subjects of my book. So, yeah, yeah. there's one of those, too. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, uh, you know, he consulted those people. Um, I think I would have done my own research or had somebody I really trusted do the research for me. I can't I haven't done the research, so I can't tell you whether his recusal was absolutely necessary or not. Well, there you go. You know, uh, Sydney, uh, I got to say, you're hey, let's, exactly let, let's, right. Let's let the people know who we're talking to. Sydney Powell, yeah. she's a lawyer, author. She's in the kitchen cabinet of the Talk America Radio US. Uh, very well renowned, very steady, knowing that all that stuff that's going on with the DOJ in Washington D.C. Go ahead, Rocky. No, no, I was going to say that you're, you know, when it comes to session, you're, you're, you're very right because that's something on the program and personally that we follow is, is the human trafficking part, the MS-13, the gangs that are that are escalated in this country, the pharmaceutical industry, which is to me borderline criminal, if not criminal already in this country. Um, so, you know, we, we do got to give our respects where respect is due. But part of the frustration, I'm reading something here on the Blaze uh, live stream and, and somebody's talking about it sickening how corrupt our justice system has become. Um, we're looking at something here. We talked about it last hour in regards to 470,000 suppressed documents from the Osama bin Laden raid um, that that showed some affiliations with Al-Qaeda and Iran, and then right after that, Obama goes and makes a deal with Iran. Uh, you know, from a legality standpoint, is Obama held responsible uh, in some way for possibly making a deal with terrorist organizations in regards to suppressing this kind of information and then making a deal with Iran? I think somebody inside who had access to that information is the only person that can really answer that. When it happened, I could not imagine how that could be done lawfully. I really couldn't. But there again, I try not to comment on legal things if I don't have all the facts and right. sure. have done you know, the, the research I need to know what exactly what the law is. Well, you seem to be one of the few. That wants to comment on the facts that are not there because we get the, the left wants to give you a lot of propaganda and whatnot. I'm going to take this over because we got less than a minute here. We're with Sydney Powell here. She's an attorney, uh, does a lot of work with the, the Department of Justice, this kind of stuff. She's got a book, License to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice. We're going to come back here because I want to get into Donna Brazil. I want to get into the DNC. I want to get into rig primaries and I want to get into the role of the government and what should happen because of what we now know. So we're going to jump into that here in the next segment. Matt Locke here, Rocky Stucci, the cartel. Stick around. Cartel rolls on.
The Conservative Cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the program, The Conservative Cartel, right here from the Blaze Radio Network, broadcasting live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. Folks, if you want to call in, if you have a question for our dear friend Sidney Powell, call in on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888 If you're listening and you want to watch the program, we do broadcast a live video stream on our Facebook page by going to Facebook and searching The Conservative Cartel. Again, folks, we do have Sydney Powell on, or actually in studio, and she is the author of License to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice. So, Sydney, I just want a, a very broad question. In your research and in your work with your book, License to Lie, what is something uh, modern day today that is disturbing to you at the level of corruption within our political system? Oh, wow. That's, that is a broad question. I, I guess the... There's so much. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's like, where do you start? Um, one of the things that is most egregious to me is that Andrew Weissman, who is the lead villain in my book, and please remember, it's nonfiction. So it's the truth, by the way. Yeah. It, That's what nonfiction means. Yes, and it, this book in particular came from real court transcripts and real documents and my personal experiences. So I basically staked my law license on the credibility of what's in the book. I talk about judges and lawyers and name the names. One of the big names is Andrew Weissman, who, in my professional opinion, should have been disbarred. He and the other members of the Enron Task Force that prosecuted mm -hmm. the Merrill Lynch executives in what was known as the Enron Barge case are the only lawyers against whom I have ever filed a professional grievance. And Bill Hodes, one of the leading legal ethics experts in the country, actually took the laboring oar in drafting that grievance and did it pro bono. Oh. That's how strongly we Which feel. Which means free. Yes. That's how strongly we feel about Mr. Weissman's conduct. Um, there's a fluff piece in the New York Times the other day. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me set this up. So Sydney walks into the studio. She says, did you read that fluff piece today? I'm like, no. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the New York Times wrote a fluff piece on Andrew Weissman calling him Mueller's legal pit bull, and most of it was highly complimentary. And one of the things that somebody said about him was if, if they had a family member that was innocent, he's the one they'd want on the case because he wouldn't, if there was nothing there, he wouldn't cook something up. Well, look at the court's decisions in Arthur Anderson and the Merrill Lynch Enron case because in Anderson, he pieced together parts of different statutes to make a crime out of something that wasn't destroyed the company that represented 2,500 publicly traded companies and employed 85,000 people worldwide with the stroke mm. of a pen on an indictment. And then uh, three years later, the United States Supreme Court reverses it because uh, they talked specifically about the jury instructions and about the charges. There was no, there was no crime there. Anderson was indicted for conduct that wasn't criminal and they took criminal intent out of the jury instructions to get the conviction. And Weissman persuaded a compliant district judge to remove the criminal intent aspects from the jury instruction. And then in the Merrill Lynch case, they did the same thing again. As soon as I read that indictment, I said, holy cow, you can read this all day long and you can't find a crime here. What they're describing is nothing more than a business transaction. 
but he made it an honest services wire fraud. Yeah, really. As if Merrill Lynch could deprive Enron of the honest services of Andrew Fastow, who probably never gave a day of honest services in his life. Uh oh, she's getting upset. I could see it already. Her lips starting to quiver. And she's getting that Rocky Stucci look. But let's talk about legality here because I want to make a segue because, like you said, she's like, man. But wait, this, the this, worst is Mueller, okay. Mueller made him his first lieutenant on the task force. Well, that's where to I was go going. Trump. That's where I was going. And that's exactly where I was. You read my mind because we've got Mueller who has assembled a team of 17 Clinton lackeys. And he's one of them, of course. And that's where I was going with this. So. As we look at legality, as we look at Donald Trump, Russia, collusion that's not there. And collusion isn't against the law, by exactly. the way. Exactly. Thank you it, for it, saying that. I get so tired. Exactly. It just irritates the heck out of me to hear people talking about collusion everywhere. It's, it's one of their smears that makes something sound bad that isn't a crime. Yeah, it's not even a crime. So I want to get to this. We've got Robert Mueller who is in deep with the Clintons in the whole 17 Clinton lackeys and all that stuff going after Trump. And they've, they've pinned this whole deal on scapegoat Paul Manafort. So far. So far. Do you think there's more coming? Yes. Why? Well, I am certain, uh, given what they said in their offense statement of the offense with respect to Mr. Papadopoulos, that they've had him wired. Papadopoulos, by the way, let me cut in here. This guy was some kind of hanger on that wanted to be part of the deal that emailed people in the White House but never got through and has said it so much that he's not even connected to Trump because they never even talk. Go ahead. So they charged Mr. Papadopoulos with making a false statement to, to them, the FBI, to the FBI, because he didn't, according to them, accurately describe the nature and timing of his conversations with some people in Russia. There was absolutely nothing illegal about his conversations with the people. The only illegality was that they say he lied to them about it. So they put the squeeze on him. Sure. He's a young man. Sure. Uh, he's probably maybe 30 years old when all this happened and he has agreed to cooperate with them and they described him as a proactive cooperator words to that effect so that means that he's been wearing a wire and or they've recorded calls they've had him make calls to select people that they want to hook in well what they're trying to do sydney they're trying to do the same thing with manafort Uh, they need someone who will give up the goods on trump Uh, that's really what this is right yes it's exactly what they want to do now here's the thing i'm reading and maybe you can you can lend your uh lawyer expertise to this we're hearing that maybe paul manafort's uh constitutional rights may have gotten violated with an illegal search or documents taken from his home that had client attorney privilege well there's several there's several things there number one i'm not sure that that steel dossier wasn't used to get the wiretap that's the basis which it was that, fraudulent that started it all to begin with that's a possibility okay in which case it ought to all go away and then there's the search warrant that could have been over broadly executed on his house aside from the atrocity that was a tact, uh, textbook weissman terrorist tactic to go you know, go in his house before dawn and get everybody out of bed to run the search warrant. That was an outrage. And, you know, they've got him under house arrest right. now, which right. is ridiculous. He's not a flight risk at all. No. That's just 
another one of their tactics. Anything they can do to make his life miserable and to squeeze the daylights out of him, they're going to do. They had to go back 15 years to comb his financial records to Mm. come up with what's in that indictment. Right. And they describe it all as this big conspiracy, which is a bunch of hooey. Well, everything to the left is a conspiracy. We're a big right-wing conspiracy, according to, you know, Hillary Clinton. I mean, this is the way the left works. Rocky, I'm monopolizing this conversation. It's called projection. Exactly. Rocky, what do you got over there? No, you know, in regards to this subject matter, and we're talking about the collusion deal, um, let's talk about Uranium One for a second in in regards to the affiliation with Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, and the deal with Uranium One. What are your overall thoughts on this entire escapade that we're witnessing? Oh, I think that certainly warrants an investigation. $145 million in payments to the Clinton Foundation, the $500,000 to bill for the speech— and 20% of the uranium leaves uh, is, is given to the Russians. And, you know, they were saying for a long time none of it left the country. Well, now apparently there's documentation that some of it did leave the country. Bottom line, when we don't have enough uranium ourselves, why are we giving it to anybody, much less right. the Russians, that we already know deal with Iran and North Korea and are trying to destroy the United States Oh, by any means Rocky, possible. you two could have a conversation. Right. This is Rocky's deal what, right here. I mean, unbelievable. Go ahead, Rocky. What, what, what would be the penalty of such actions like this Like this, if somebody was convicted for, for doing something in this regards? Well, if it fell under the Espionage Act, uh, there's a 20-year penalty for that. Wow. And as we watch, as we sit here and watch, and we're, we're coming to the end of this segment, too. we got a couple minutes here left, so I want to get a real quick question in. We've got some... Don Newen, by the way, said, hello, Sydney. He's on Facebook Live this morning. Hey, Don. So Don is <laughs> listening. But I had a very interesting question here on Facebook Live, so I want to get to it. And by the way, next segment, we'll open the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. If you have any questions for Sydney, she's going to stick around for one more segment. I'll let you call in and ask them. But Joseph here on Facebook Live said, why is our government lying to us so much? Why? Why is this happening? I think it's because they have so much to hide. They have so much to lose. Yeah, they have power to lose and so much to hide. That's the only reason I can think of. Now, as we watch the left continually blame the right for what they're doing and have no facts to back this up, I'm going to ask you a question here, and you may or may not know it, and I hope this doesn't put you on the spot. When does Mueller get taken off this case? I have no idea. Should he? I have very mixed feelings about it. I don't think it's something the president uh, can or should do now. Okay. I think Why? it would start a political firestorm that's not going to be necessary. Uh, maybe the next indictment will be against the Podesta group. Uh, maybe it will serve a purpose of cleaning up some of the filthy, dirty lobbying in D.C. and expo- shine a light on a lot of that. I am what, still... what about what about Mueller's uh, relationship uh, as when he was involved with the FBI and the Clintons and Uranium One? Yeah, I think I think that's a, a whole separate issue from the concerns I'm trying to express now. I definitely share those with you, but I think a, a whole separate investigation needs to be undertaken of all that. So you're thinking that another special prosecutor for Uranium One, Hillary Clinton, the Podesta Group. All of that stuff that we currently know that Peter, Peter Schweitzer wrote a book almost two years ago called Clinton, Clinton Cash, Cash. That I'll tell you, I read that book and what I was fascinated about was he had 90 pages, 90, nine zero pages of sources and documents and footnotes to his work. 
Yes. At some point, you can go look this up. Right. You can go find the information he found. You found your book, License to Lie. I mean, you're going back through records. You're going back through cases. You're naming judges. You're doing that stuff because you have that information. Right. If you don't, you're sitting in a jail cell. You can't go out there and name names and do that stuff. So you, we've got all this information sitting on the table, and we're going to go to break here, so hang tight. We've got all this information. If you want to talk to Sydney, if you want to ask her any questions, DOJ, Hillary Clinton, all that stuff, give us a call. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. We're going to run one more segment. We'll get much deeper, I'm sure, but uh, give us a jingle. We would love to hear from you. I'm sure Sydney can answer any of the questions that you have. But uh, we're going to roll on this Saturday morning, so don't go anywhere. Hang on and, hey, get to the Facebook Live page of the cartel. Be right back. The conservative cartel returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm telling you, my mind is blown. If you only heard the conversations off of the microphones that we can't say, <laughs> your mind would be blown too. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. It's Saturday morning, right alongside the great Rocky Stucci. I'm Matt Locke. If you want to be part of the program, uh, 888-900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network and in studio. We've been very fortunate and very honored to have a Sydney Powell, who is an attorney. She's an author, licensed to lie, exposing corruption in the Department of Justice. Rocky Stucci, the conversations we just had in here, fantastic. And, and, and look, there's some things you just can't talk about. So we're not going to, and that's fine. We're not going to put Miss Powell in a, a bad position because she's our guest and we take care of our guests here in the cartel. But we certainly appreciate the fact that you've joined us. Um, Let's get to this whole Hillary Clinton deal. The DNC, the primary, the unethical behavior that now the left is saying, don't look at. I'm amazed. I was watching Geraldo Rivera this morning on Fox News here in the monitor in the studio. Jerry Rivera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he's saying, look, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. There's nothing to see here at the DNC. <laughs> there's there's nothing. It's Trump and Russia. This is just a, and you've got the left working very hard, Sydney, on saying this is a distraction. That you know we've got Trump, we've got Russia, we've got collusion. That's not illegal, as we talked about in the last segment. But you you've got a Democrat party and a mainstream media working very hard to keep you and I clueless in this country. What what is the DNC hiding in all of this? We know it's unethical. Is it illegal? What Hillary did? It very well could be. I mean, there why? Could, well, there it it deceived all of the donors probably that were donating to the DNC. And what you're talking about is, let me fill the, the audience in here real quick. Hillary Clinton, according to Donna Brazil, had taken over the DNC before she was the candidate. And, and hence rigged the system that the Taco Bowl, the WikiLeaks we saw, Bernie Sanders, all of the delegates and whatnot. So you're saying that she deceived the big money donors of the Democratic Party. I am saying there very well could be federal offenses of mail fraud, wire fraud. Um, Hannity was speculating last night about money laundering. That is not money laundering. Um 
for money laundering to exist, it has to come from a illegal source to begin with. The money, right. like you know, it was right. to, it was created. So as long cover. as it goes through the campaign finances, that stuff. If you're given the campaigns, you got limits, all that stuff. So yeah, if it came through like I there, think the money laundering charge in the Manafort indictment is baloney. That's not what money laundering is supposed to be. Right. But uh, there are any number of other federal violations that I would certainly want investigated, not the least of which might be election law violations. I mean, the election law violations have been used to screw all kinds of people. You can ask Dinesh D'Souza about that. Oh, we had Dinesh on the program. Fantastic guy. And once again, a, a genius when it comes to that stuff. And think about the way he was treated. But in essence, I want to lay this out here. In essence, what Hillary Clinton did is tried to, she tried to buy an election. Oh, yeah. She, she, this happens in third world countries. This doesn't happen in the United States. But she literally tried to buy an election and did all kinds of, uh, of illegal, maybe illegal things to get that. I mean, Rocky Stucci, are you surprised the Clintons might have broken the law? <laughs> oh, the Clinton Mafia? Jeez, not not one bit. Not, We're probably on a list. I mean, the cartel is probably somewhere on a list. In the we, we might the Clintons might know who we are. You never. Let's know. just put it this way: I wear my seatbelt when I drive my car. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so what do you got there, Rocky? What, what what's on your mind? Oh, you know, while you guys were chatting, I was um, I was just opening up articles because I I was watching some interviews that you did this morning, Cindy, when I woke up, and I was reading some of your past articles. But I, I want to get your overall perspective on what you think about the Bergdahl case in regards to um, no prison time. Uh, it, this, this the overall in general, um, the, your views on, on Bergdahl not getting no prison time. I don't think y'all allow that kind of language to be used on air. I don't know. We use a lot of colorful language. Uh -huh. The FCC like the doesn't allow think, it, but I we like use colorful language. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it a disgrace to the military what is currently going on? Of, I mean, we look at this whole story of Obama bringing his, uh, Bo Bergdahl's parents into the, into the Rose Garden and all oh, praise to be Allah, and they're talking in Arabic and all the crap that wanted to make me pull my hair out, how he was a hero, but he deserted, how we traded five terrorists from Gitmo to get him. I, and, and, I, and I went on to Twitter, Sydney, yesterday when the verdict came down. I said, is anybody surprised at this verdict? Because if he's indicted, that means Obama's indicted, right? It, I mean, there's some collusion there. He stood behind the guy. He traded five terrorists for the guy. There's some kind of backlash on Barack Obama, is there not? I don't think it would be perceived that way by most people. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, how, how do you think though? How do you think that the judge though? Because I, I know that the <laughs> judge don't. said that he's going to take it into consideration on the comments of what Trump said in regards to the final sentencing of Bergdahl. Yeah, uh, I think it was. I think it was a f you to Trump. Is what I think. What it was. is That's these exactly liberal judges are saying? Oh, right. well, how in the world can what Trump says affect a judgment from a judge? Exactly. Trump just gives voice to what most people think. are thinking. That's right. I, I got it. I got it already. We got a phone call here. I saw it as I just glanced over there. We got Julie from Tennessee who wants to ask Sydney a question. So, go, Julie, go ahead and ask her your question. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, Sydney. You know, I'm looking at the timeline of, the, of Mueller and even Comey and the FBI, and, and I feel like this whole investigation is tainted uh, within the FBI and the connections to the Clintons and it's like they're all interwoven and how can how can any of them be doing involved in any investigations yeah yeah uh, I mean, you're right in my I, mind. I I looked at the timeline too I don't have it at the tip of my fingers but I think within the span of a week Comey did the leak and Mueller was named by Rosenstein 
Meanwhile, uh, Weissman is there in the Department of Justice as head of the fraud section, who is mm. Mueller's longtime friend. And then Weissman is tapped to join Mueller's squad. Um, yeah, it's thicker than thieves. It's just mind-boggling. Well, Julie, thank you for the call. We certainly appreciate it and a great question. We've got time for one more question, Rocky Stucci. Our time's flying by. What do you got? Unbelievable. You know, I don't know if it's so much of a question, but it is a comment. As, as a taxpaying citizen, this is part of our frustration. When we do, when we look at the what's happening within our political system, our judicial system, uh, all the way up to the very top, and then we look at some of these transactions, I, you know, I a lot of people don't like Trump because they just either don't like the way he looks, they don't like his rhetoric, they don't like his Twitter. Uh, I don't look at none of that. I look at facts, and I, I look at numbers. And then when we look at Obama, a lot of people think I just don't like Obama either because he was black or we think he's Muslim because I don't. I never said any of that stuff. Right. But people automatically classify me as a conservative. The reason I don't like Obama is because of these reasons. But my biggest frustration is that all these things that are coming to fruition now – that we're finding out in regards to the Clintons and to the Obama administration. I, I could even be talking about the Bushes if we had time. But when we start looking, this is the biggest frustration that I have, that the American citizens have, is that we work hard every day of our lives just to be broke. We work hard every day of our lives just to be able to afford medical insurance and health insurance. And then we're looking at this Mueller. We're looking at Sessions. We're looking at what's happening with Hillary Clinton and, and the Democratic Party. And it's a big circus. And in the meantime, while these people are playing political games, and while true crimes are being committed within our political system, whether it be nationally or globally, the American citizens are continue to pay the price. You know, we can incorporate Boy, the, in this we, conversation we, of we, illegal we immigration. We sure and, are. It, yeah. Rocky, I don't want to cut you off because we've got yeah, one go minute left. And I want yep. Sydney, plug, plug everything you got. Tell everybody where they can find <laughs> you, your book. This is why we have you here. Tell everything about you and where they can find you and all that stuff. I'm on Twitter at Sydney Powell, the number one. Be sure to spell Sydney with an I. Uh, the bookstores won't carry the book, so you have to order it from me at licensetolie.com or uh, Amazon will carry it. Sometimes they say they're sold out and they're not, and there have been all kinds of other problems. Well, but, we uh, will share those links on our Facebook page when we're done with the show today, so we'll get people there. Anything you want to add? We've got about uh, just about a minute. I agree with everything Rocky just said. Most Americans are working hard every day to try and take care of their kids and do their jobs and pay their taxes. And the frustration in the country is just enormous. Oh, and it is. And that's why we have Donald Trump. And in the end of this, how do you see this all playing out? Well, I think Mueller's going to go a while longer. Um, the more that comes out about Mueller and Weissman and Rosenstein and Comey having fingerprints on Uranium One, the more pressure will be brought to bear on them to resign. Oh, that would be fantastic. That would be so fantastic. Look, if you get a chance, visit Sydney Powell. It's at Sydney Powell, the number one on Twitter. What's your website again? Uh, LicensedToLie.com. My law firm website's FederalAppeals.com. There you go. The LicensedToLie.com. Is- get out there. License to Lie. Exposing corruption in the Department of Justice. Get out there. Spend some money. Read the book. Find out what's going on. This is a very smart, intelligent lady, and we appreciate the fact you stopped by the cartel. Oh, it was so fun. Thank, Thank you, you for your time. We appreciate it. And Sydney Powell, get out there. LicenseToLie.com. Get her book. Look, we're going to come back. We're going to wrap all this up with a great, great big bow, the cartel, Saturday morning. The Conservative Cartel. 
will return on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, man, like I got a buddy uh, who just messaged me. He, I, I work with him. His name is Tong, and, and he's a very cool guy. And thank you, everybody who's listening, who's tuning in. And one time, Matt, me and him were having a conversation. And we're talking about meat because I used to be a chef. I used to be a butcher and a chef, and I used to own restaurants. And we're talking about aged meat. And he seriously thought that aged meat was uh, in representation to the older the cow got, the older the meat was. And uh, why am I telling you this right now? I have absolutely no idea. But (laughs) 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 Welcome back to the program, folks. The Conservative Cartel right here on the Blaze Radio Network, broadcasting live to Nine Lion Apparel Studios. Call in. Let us know what you think of our brilliant guest, uh, Sydney Powell, thank you so much for coming on the show. Again, her book, License to Lie, LicenseToLie.com, Exposing Corruption and the Department of Justice. You know, Matt, when we get guests like Sydney on the program, uh, and I said this during the commercial break, there's some guests that it's almost better for people like me and you to have some of these conversations oh, off the air because well, we Rocky, have so many questions. She lives down here. I'm. I, we're going to have coffee one of these days, and we're going to have mm, a long conversation. And she says, hey, I'll come back anytime." I'm like, come on in. Uh, you know, she is way – look, and I'm seeing all the comments on Facebook Live, and, and everybody feels the same way we feel. It is amazing now that you see behind that curtain. And look, she wrote a book that is nonfiction, which mm-hmm. means it's true. It's facts. And she right. named names. You can't do that in this world if you're not right. Because look, the Clintons, the Obamas, they don't have their law licenses anymore because they're crooks. Sydney has her law license and she's writing books talking about the corruption that is our government. Well, it, you know, man, and I, I, I want to point this out too. And I'm sorry, I just cut you off. I, no, I want go right to point ahead. this out. When we sit here and we have people like Sydney on the program and, and, you know, the past guests that we have on this program, and you and I, we, we dissect the things that we dissect, and we get attacked for some of the things that we talk about. And then we look at some of the events that we even covered in the first hour. When we talk about Vegas and New York City, when we talk about radical Islam, when we talk about the, this overtake globally of, of radicalism, uh, you know, it, it makes me question a lot when I turn on that media and I see some of the stories that are so absurd, but that absurdity gets clicks. It creates attention and it draws people away from the real issues that we talk about on this program that we should be talking about that most people in this country don't even talk about. Yeah, we've got real issues in this country that are not even being looked at. And we've That's got right we've there. got real stories like we just talked about with Sydney. Mm. We've got real corruption. We've got people within the legislative, the judicial, the executive branch that are corrupt. We, we have, a, I mean, the things we were talking about off air would set your hair on fire. Right. right. And, and there's things that you can, just cannot say. And I saw a comment here on our conservative cartel Facebook page where someone's saying, well, we sure hope that Miss Powell has protection. I mean, here's the, it, this is sad. the sad thing about this, yep. because now you are on a radar because you are speaking the truth. Think about that for just one second, Rocky. Right. You know, and, and you know, Matt, there's something else that I wanted to bring up to Sydney, too, because our dear friend, Twyla, who mother, who we love very much, a great supporter of the program, and she's having a conversation with the Dwayne Emmer in the chat room. 
on the Cartel Facebook page. Listen to this, so you know when you start looking about uh, what's going on with the Bundys and the grazing rights and the the federal takeover the of BLM. private, yeah, the Bureau of the, Land the, Management, the, the Bureau out there, Land yeah. Management, the 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 cattle that's being massacred, and you know googling Dan Love. And when you start looking down, that I mean, that is a whole completely different rabbit hole. That is a whole completely different dynamic and a whole completely different world. But if we want to seriously continue down this path of calling out the corruption that's happening at a federal level, we start talking about the federal takeover of privately owned land. We start talking about people like Dan Love, right. the Bureau of Land Management that are walking around in full military gear and M16s, the ranchers that have had their lands taken away from them. We talk about what happened in Oregon when LaVoy Fittacombe got murdered by the FBI, but there's only one video footage that we got of that. Yep. I mean, we want to really start breaking this down of the corruption within our federal government, or we can be like the rest of society. We can walk with our heads down. We can watch CNN. We can continue to live our miserable daily lives and pretend everything's just fine, Matlock. Well, that's what the government wants you to do. That's what the left wants you to do. That's what the media wants you to do. And, and I'm telling you, Rocky, it, you said this to me sometime back. You said, Matt, when you start finding out the truth, it's going to scare you. And, and literally, it does. It scares. There's no turning back. It, yeah. It, when your eyes are open. And you start reading this stuff. And, and I was saying this. I, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm laying in bed last night. I can't sleep. My mind's racing. Mm -hmm. I know what's going on. And it's frightening to me. I have young children that are going to grow up in this world. You have, you have young children that are going to grow up in this world. And as parents and as protectors, I think to myself, wow, this is where we're at as a society. And it scares me to death. And then when we have guests like S Sidney Powell come in and say, you know, you don't even know the half of the corruption that is rolling around what's right. happening in Washington, D.C. And we don't. We, we don't know half because the media isn't going to tell you. The media no longer does its job. It no longer is a journalistic outfit. They're not giving you facts. They're not telling you what's going on in the world. You don't know what happened in Las Vegas. We have no clue about New York City. Uh, you know, we look at all of this stuff. We watch as Hillary Clinton literally turned the United States into a third world country by trying mm -hmm. to buy an election. That's what dictators do. But what do you right. see this morning? Oh, well, Donald Trump's an authoritarian dictator. He's frustrated that he can't be Castro. Hmm. When in, 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 in all reality, that is what Hillary Clinton wants to be, is Castro. The Clintons right. want to be political royalty. They want to run the thing. They want it, Look, they're running out of money. I mean, this is really what's going on. They were, they were selling all of that influence, and they were peddling all that influence, and along came Donald Trump, and now they don't have any influence to peddle, so they're broke. And now I'm, I'm going to tell you, and I don't say this a lot. I was listening to Rush Limbaugh yesterday, huge Rush Limbaugh fan. He was talking about how in his 30-plus years of radio, he has never seen or heard anybody on the left ever come out against the Clintons. And now you've got Donna Brazil writing a book throwing Hillary Clinton under the bus. That has never happened. So my question to you, Rocky Stucci, why now? Why throw the Clintons under the bus now? You know what? You're going to start seeing a lot of throwing under the bus. The more and more people start getting confident that the Clinton empire, empire is about to collapse, you're going to start seeing people coming from every spectrum of the world. I mean, not just the United States, but we're talking Saudi Arabia. We're talking Turkey. We're talking Europe. We're talking Germany. All these people that the Clintons are responsible for destroying their lives, destroying their governments, destroying their policies, 
and all these people that have gave millions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation that never got returned what they expected for their donation are going to start coming out after the Clintons. But the old mafia tactic is you don't attack until you know your enemy's vulnerable. And that's exactly what's happening. We're starting to see the breakdown in the Clinton mafia. The sellout media that has sold the American people out, just like our politicians have sold the American people out, have are, are just as responsible for not getting the right information, for not doing their journalistic investigations like they should. And we have gotten to this point because of two reasons. Sell out politicians and sell out media. And when do we hold both of them accountable? So you're exactly right, Matt. We're going to start seeing more and more and more of people from a global scale coming after the Clinton Mafia Foundation. And it should have been done years ago. Well, but here's what's going to happen. Good friend, Diane, over at PatriotRetort.com. I'm going to get her on this program one of these times because she's a great mm-hmm. writer. She hit on this. If you, Hillary, the, the left, here's what's going to happen. We're going to start watching. I was, like I said, I was arguing last night with the liberal on Facebook and social media. And I said, look, I'm going to sit back with my popcorn and I'm going to watch the Democratic Party implode. Because if you throw Hillary Clinton under the bus, guess what Hillary Clinton's going to do to the Democratic Party? She is mm-hmm. going to burn it down. Yep. So the Titanic but, waiting to happen. It, it, she is going to burn it down because Hillary Clinton thinks she is bigger than the party. She thinks she is above, beyond, well ahead of the party. I mean, look, we know through Donna Brazil that Hillary Clinton took over the Democratic National Committee before she was even the candidate. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, she complained and cried about how the party was broke, about how the DNC was broke. Well, you're broke because you're a flawed candidate, Hillary. It is you. But I'm telling you right now, you mark my words. We are going to watch the Democratic Party over the next 11 months because we've got an election coming up in November of 18. We are going to watch the left implode. And if you throw Hillary Clinton or if you throw any of the Clintons under the bus, this is why Barack Obama did not touch Hillary Clinton. They have too much dirt on everybody, and the Clintons will burn that party to the ground. You mark my words, it will happen. Rocky Stucci, hour two. Wow. In the can. Unbelievable. Unreal. Hour three. We've got Jason Pye. He's the VP of Legislative Affairs for Freedom Works. We're going to talk tax reform. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. back to the program the conservative cartel right here like you just heard the blaze radio network broadcasting live from the nine line apparel studios call in on the black rifle coffee hotline triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three man let me do a little bit of house cleaning here because i, I want to get this out we have a great guest coming up right now just i just want to get something off here real quick i want to thank everybody who makes this possible i want to thank our two sponsors nine line apparel visit their site ninelineapparel.com and of course our brothers that help us wake up every single morning yes black rifle coffee by visiting their site blackriflecoffee.com chris behind the boards and of course our executive producer our brother our dear friend mr rod phillips we thank each and every one of you guys for helping put together such an amazing program but Matt Locke, moving on. Here we go. Uh, guest number two of the program, our number three of the Conservative Cartel. You can also watch the live stream by visiting our Facebook page, 
the conservative cartel. But on the phones, we have Mr. Jason Pye. Now, Jason Pye is the vice president of legislative affairs for FreedomWorks. He provides policy and legislative analysis for FreedomWorks. And, Matt, I was scrolling through some of his articles this morning, and to say the least, I am beyond impressed of his work. So welcome to the program, Jason. We are so honored to have you here with us today. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me, and thank you for the very kind words. Appreciate it. Well, we, we love people who are like-minded of the conservative values and liberty, so yes, it is an honor. So, Jason. <laughs> Thank you. Matt here. You, you talk about tax reform. You're, you're, you're talking about the $4 trillion bill that uh, went through as a budget resolution for yeah. uh, this country. Tell us a little bit about why that irritates you. Well, I mean, the budget irritates me for a number of reasons, mainly because <laughs> it's not a real, not a real budget. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, like the last budget we had passed that actually had a meaningful uh, effect. Well, when I say meaningful, actually passed in the law, that's what I mean, uh, was the 2015 budget. This budget, much like the budget that was passed earlier this year to do Obamacare through reconciliation or to limit the filibuster in the Senate, uh, you know, it, they, they were shell budgets. They were used really only for one purpose, and that was to do reconciliation. Uh, the same with this budget. It deals with tax reform. It provides, uh, I forget the, the section of the bill, but it provides a one, uh, it allows for a $1.5 trillion budget deficit over 10 years to, for Ways and Means, the House Ways and Means Committee, to produce legislation that would uh, re- overhaul the tax code. Um, so, I mean, the budget, the numbers themselves were, you know, I mean, they're they're not good numbers. I mean, the Senate budget was a little bit worse than the House budget, but they were both still not great budgets at the end of the day. Uh, but I'm not going to beat anyone up for uh, for backing a, a budget resolution that starts the process on something that's very, very well needed, and that's fundamental tax reform. Well, and I'm glad you said that, Jason, because we have Jason Pye. Vice President of Legislative Affairs for Freedom Works here on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Tax reform. As yeah. I'm sitting here watching Fox News this morning, you know, we're talking about new tax brackets, seven, uh, four yeah. instead of seven. We're talking about reducing the corporate tax rate. But we've got language in this that irritates me as a conservative, as a person who believes in liberty, because we, we've got this liberal talk of, we have to pay for tax cuts. Yeah. Why don't we just cut spending? Hey, man, you're preaching to the choir here. I mean, that's that's <laughs> something we've been saying. That's what we've been saying for a long time. I mean, uh, you know, because you know, there was a lot of talk back when the Re- House Republicans put out what they call a better way. It was their tax plan that came out in June of last year. And they had this uh, – they were going for revenue neutrality, and, and that means the same level of revenue that comes in w- would be the same under this new tax plan. And we're just like, well, why don't you do deficit neutrality? Why don't you go right. for some spending cuts? No. You know, because they were, they were proposing what they call uh, a border adjustment tax, basically a 20% excise – or not excise tax, a 20% tax on all imports into the United States. And we were just like, that's, it seems like a bad idea to give Democrats another revenue arm for when they get into power again, that they could just, you know, easily adjust. Um, we thought that was, that was a bad idea. Thankfully the border adjustment tax is now dead. Still, uh, you know, it, it's one of the things that, that gets on my nerves is that we need pay fors. Uh, 
you know, it's it's an unfortunate aspect or d- discussion, uh, mainly driven by the left. We actually saw on we were going over uh, Saffer and I were going over to the the hill on uh, I guess Wednesday or Thursday of this past week, and uh, we saw someone had you know uh, just basically say you know we need you need pay how do you pay for your spending cut? It's going to impact the budget uh, uh, deficit. She actually said wrote on their deficit, not deficit. She had it mis- <laughs> had it misspelled. So we had we had a good a good little chuckle about that, oh. but also it's just the simple fact that people actually believe that that you you have to have. I mean, look, we have a spending problem in this country, and and this is a conversation that it, 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 that I frequently have when I'm talking to staff on the Hill and members as well. It's like, look, people Republicans like to campaign. If you ever you may listen, you may remember Mitt Romney saying back in 2012 that he was going to cut non-defense discretionary spending. Right. Yeah, that's how he was going to. Yeah. That's twelve and a half percent of overall federal spending. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking nothing. Ten uh, percent is is the interest on the national debt. Twelve and a half percent defense spending. Twelve and a half percent non non defense spending, and the remaining sixty five percent, roughly give or take, is is what we call mandatory spending, and that includes Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. Uh, and other government programs that are kind of already baked, the spending for them are already baked in the budgetary cake. And until we start addressing those, we're not cutting spending. Rocky, jump in. You know, know, I was reading one of your articles um, this morning, Jason. It's time to put states on a salt-free diet. And there's one paragraph in there that really caught my attention. And and part of the paragraph, it says, the economy hasn't seen annual economic growth of 3% or higher since 2005, and wage growth still hasn't risen above its pre-recession levels. Now, uh, when we talk here on this program, I truly believe that we are the voice of the common man, and and the common man these days are uh, near bankruptcy. We're near broke, whether we want to talk about, you know, Medicare, we want to talk about uh, our health care system, our tax system. Uh, a lot of people really have a hard time understanding the language when it comes to taxes and tax reform. What yeah. needs to be done? What needs to be done to where the American citizens, the hardworking, working two jobs, barely making their bills citizen, what needs to be done at a political level to actually create an impact on the average working individual? Yeah, and let me let me say like you know my real fast just a, a real quick personal story. I mean like I grew up in a lower middle class household. My father died when I was twelve. My mom it was just my mom and I growing up. But from the time I was twelve until I got out on my own about the age of twenty one. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know I mean like I know what it is to struggle, and I didn't start getting into the business I'm in now until I was probably thirty two years old. So I'm mm-hmm. almost thirty seven now. So like you know I I worked. Two, two and three jobs at different times in my life to make ends meet or to just just to get experience in certain things. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I really, I can sympathize because I've lived it and it's not easy. But look, in terms of political will, I mean, I think I think the the but the tax reform bill that was rolled out this past week by House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Kevin Brady, um, I think it would, I think it would boost Americans' incomes. That's it. The Tax Foundation uh, which uh, we're, you know, we're not a think tank at Freedom Works or a grassroots organization, but we do have a, a good policy arm that kind of breaks things down in simple terms. But the Tax Foundation has actually scored the Republican tax plan uh, already. And what they're saying is uh, they're saying it's going to boost incomes. It's going to uh, boost long-term uh, gross domestic product, which brings that economic growth that Americans haven't seen. Um, 
Uh, they're actually saying it would increase gross domestic product by about 4%, boost wages by 3.1%, and it will create almost a million new jobs, full-time mm-hmm. equivalent jobs over the next 10 years. I think this is the kind of shot in the arm our economy needs because, like you mentioned from, from that blog post I wrote, I mean, we haven't had meaningful economic growth in the United States since 2005. I mean, um, wow. there's a, I don't know if you remember, there's a TV show that came, was popular in late, uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, The West Wing. Yeah. And uh, everybody's watched The West Wing, I'm sure. I, I still, it's still my favorite political TV show. But um, Jeb, Jeb Bartlett was an economist, and he talked about how, you know, if, if you know, one and two and two and a half percent growth is considered anemic. You know, and only when I get to 4% growth is the economic growth considered robust. Um, we have to get to that point where we're, we're talking about 3 3.5% and 4% economic growth. That way we're, we know we're boosting paychecks, we're boosting job growth, we're boosting GDP. Mm-hmm. And I really think from, from my perspective as, as someone who's really watched the, the rise of this sort of populist sentiment both on the right and on the left, as well as some of the social ills that we face right now, um, a lot of that stuff will begin to dissipate once once we start showing people, hey, we do have opportunity in this country. We do have a path forward where I can become what I want to be, not what, not where I'm stuck right now. Well, Jason, Jason, hang tight. We've got Jason Pye, Vice President of Legislative Affairs for Freedom Works, on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. We'll be right back. We'll continue this conversation on the cartel. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to The Conservative Cartel this Saturday as we are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, 888 900 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Uh, right alongside of the great Rocky Stucci, I am Matt Locke. And on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, we don't have a lot of time here, we have Jason Pye. He is the Vice President of Legislative Affairs for Freedom Works. Jason, these these segments go way too fast, but I want to jump in here. Tell us what is good about the tax reform plan the Republicans have offered. Yeah, no, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, uh, H.R. 1, uh, the one thing that is really key here is actual tax reform. It repeals a number, if not most, of the deductions and tax credits that exist in the current tax code simplification is key here. So what it does, instead of giving you those deductions and tax credit, it just doubles the standard deduction that you can claim every year on your taxes. Uh, You can still itemize. There are only three deductions that remain in the tax code uh, that you can itemize. That's the property tax deduction, the mortgage interest deduction, and the third one, which is, I think it deals with uh, college costs. uh, I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. That one remains in place. If you have children, the child tax credit is increased to $1,600 per child. There's an additional $300 personal uh, tax credit that you can claim, uh, as well as a non-dependent tax credit that you can claim of of $300 as well. So uh, if you have a a non-dependent person in your household. Uh, So those are all changes to the tax code that are very, uh, very simple, very easy to understand. On the corporate side of the equation, as you mentioned uh, at the top of the segment, taking the statutory 30 35% rate yes. rate that exists right now lowering it down to 20 the 
the small business tax rate, also known as the pass-through rate, which a lot of business owners, about 95% of business owners actually file yep. as individuals. Yep. It lowers the top rate from 39.6% down to 25%. There are some details there that are going to have to be worked out right now because a lot of that is still really complex. Only the first, the first 30% of income as a standard rule is uh, can be claimed as pass-through income. The rest is treated as personal uh, personal income. Right. So it's su subject to a higher rate. Uh, so there's been some pushback on that. I think ways and means is going to make a fix for that. But I, I think I may have mentioned already consolidation of rates, all that stuff. Uh, you know, it, this it's it, it's a good start. Is the bill perfect? No, it's not. This is the, what you get when you have to deal with a partisan tax plan. Unfortunately, Democrats have been resistant to anything, sure. especially Senate Democrats are resistant to anything. So it's unlikely that we would be able to get a tax plan uh, through the Senate without uh, doing it through reconciliation, which limits the, the vote threshold to 51 votes rather than 60 under regular order. So uh, this is this is why we're dealing with a one and a half trillion dollar budget deficit. We yeah. can't break that. We can't break that because if we break that. It's subject to regular order. Uh, so this is this is the best we can get under the circumstances. I think the chairman, uh, Chairman Brady, uh, has done a fantastic job with the, with what he has to work with. Again, is it perfect? No, there are problems still. They're going to have to be worked out. This bill is not the final bill. It's, right. Even it's going to change a committee. It may change on the floor uh, of the House. It's still got to go to the Senate. Uh, and then uh, the Senate's going to have their own plan, and the two chambers are going to have to get together at some point in time and reconcile their differences. So right. the goal, the goal right now, is to get this bill out of the House uh, the week of the 13th, uh, and then over to the Senate before Thanksgiving, and then the Senate will get it will get its turn. So we'll see where the Senate goes from here. Well, we've so got. Jason, hold on a second. Do we yep. got Jason Pye here, for, Vice President of Le Legislative Affairs for Freedom Works on the Black Coffee Rifle? Black rifle coffee hotline thank you easy for me to say go ahead rocky no i was going to say that what are your concerns of what could possibly take be taken out and what are your concerns on what do you think could be added that could affect the middle class look i mean in terms of additions i don't think there's any i mean we could always lower rates and play with the numbers but every time you mm -hmm. lower rates you're talking about revenue uh, right. So we got to be careful with that because that will affect that one and a half trillion dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, look, fixing the pass-through rate is key. I would love, love to see that lower, that top-tier rate, the thirty-nine point six percent rate, come down mm -hmm. uh, a little bit. Look, I mean, the I did I ran the numbers this morning because I'm writing an internal memo for uh, for my boss, uh, currently about ten pages long, uh, because I nerd out over this stuff. But look, I mean, <laughs> higher, higher, higher income earners already pay a substantial uh, this yeah. is, pe people don't understand this and, and I, I think it's unfortunate that people don't understand this but according to the tax foundation the top one percent of income earners represent 20.6 percent of all adjusted gross income in the united states right they pay f almost 40 percent of all income taxes yeah at the bottom 50 percent uh they're they represent about 11 percent of all agi and they pay 2.75 percent of all income taxes Ex exactly we, we i am not seeing the one thing that i think frustrates me the most as a free marketer as a libertarian uh i believe very much in capitalism and free markets and and i'm not an anarcho-capitalist but i believe uh, you know i believe in a little bit of government but not much right but but i we are still under this plan saying that a higher tax rate is okay uh like we should be cutting taxes across the board that's something i firmly exactly. believe 
even for Equally. the people who create jobs. You, you and Rand here. Paul would, 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 would love that because Rand Paul's come out and said that. Look, it's not a tax cut. If we're not equally cutting everywhere, but the left puts in their talking points, Jason, it's not yeah. fair. You know, it only cuts taxes for the wealthy. We need to replace it. It needs to be neutral. All of the garbage. But like you just pointed out, the, yeah. the, the top one percent is paying 40 percent of the taxes. Of course, yeah, it's no. going to help them more than it's going to help the bottom 50 percent who are paying two percent. It's it's percentage wise. But let me I want to get into this, Jason, because here's the big things to me that I think are huge because I run a small business and that's what I do on the side of not doing radio repatriation dollars coming yeah. back to this country and the death tax. Let's talk about those. Yeah, no, well, so this is another aspect of this that I could, if I could fix it, I would. I know there are a lot of people in my office who would want to fix this as well. Um, you know, there's the death tax is eventually repealed, but it's not repealed for six years. Six years. What they're going to do is, yeah, they're going to double the the uh, the exemption to ten million dollars. Right. So it, it, uh, estates worth under ten million dollars would 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 not be taxed, and uh, those over ten million would be taxed at a forty percent rate. Right. Until forty until percent. until yeah forty percent right and Unreal. that and let me let me let me just be honest here that money has already been taxed, taxed. yeah two or three times yeah that money has already been taxed so um, so the it, it does repeal it beginning in tax year twenty twenty four the estate tax is completely repealed uh, so that's I would again would love to see it sped up. The Senate, that's going to be a problem because uh, Susan Collins has already said she doesn't want to repeal the estate tax. I think there are other members of the Senate who are kind of sort of agnostic to that. Right. Uh, I don't know where they're going to come down on it. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, on the uh, on the repatriation, um, it, it does it does try to encourage uh, the people who who. Uh, who have profits overseas or uh, uh, non-liquid profits overseas, like uh, assets, property, things like that, to bring that money back to the United States, it, it would tax that cash or cash equivalents at a one-time 12% rate. Right. Uh, the rate is a 5% rate for illiquid assets. Yep. So uh, there's somewhere, depending on the estimate, the estimates range from $2 trillion to $2.6 trillion of cash and assets. They hope to bring that back to the United States. Um the number I've heard float is roughly seven hundred billion would actually come back. So uh, never, that's still additional revenue that we we hope to bring in. Uh, but uh, in more than anything else, encouraging those businesses to come back home. We've heard from some some people who are friends of our institution that like they would bring they have you know they have businesses in different countries. Like I would bring those back home right. you know, under this under this lower lower corporate tax. So we're hoping that that actually does uh, that actually does happen. Um, you know, uh, but those that's, those are that's a positive change or a positive change of the tax code. The estate tax again, that's a third thing I would like to fix. So uh, there you go. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and the debt tax, I'm with you, Jason. We have Jason Pye. He's a, the the vice president of legislative affairs for Freedom Works on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. The debt tax drives me nuts. I work in ag. I work in agriculture, and I deal with farmers on a daily basis. And some of these yeah. big farms can total millions of dollars. And look, and that's part of your family. And these farms have been in these families for hundreds of years, and they've been taxed to the highest amount possible under our system. And then the government comes in when dad dies and tells the kids, hey, by the way, your farm's worth $10 million, and you've got to pay the government $4 million of that. It's insane to me. It's so anti-capitalistic, it drives me nuts. 
Yeah, no, we have a we have a staffer, uh, our director of policy, Patrick Hedger. Uh, back in 2010, the one year that there was no tax rate on the death on estates, uh, his grandfather died, uh, which uh, and it's sort of perverse, and I hate to say it like this, but his grandfather died, and the only way they were able to keep the family in business because there was no there was no t- uh, right. tax rate on estates that year. That's right. So yeah, Rocky. One last question. We're almost out of time. You know, how how do people, because this is very confusing language to a lot of people when we start talking sure. about taxes and how it impacts us. What's the best way for people to follow this in in a way that we can all understand the language? Sure. So uh, this, this memo I'm writing internally, I'm going to make a public version of it soon, uh, probably sometime Monday. Hope we'll have it. Uh, we'll have a sort of public version available. Uh, there are going to be tax calculators that come out to show you your new effective tax rate under the GOD plan. The tax foundation is supposed to have one at some point in time. You can go to taxfoundation.org you can, uh, to, to see what they're writing about it. They actually have a state-by-state breakdown on the uh, income boosts and, and job creation already up. Um, uh, so you can check that out. Uh, and then for our sort of simplified version, the, uh, the, ta- the, the FreedomWorks version of tax reform or how we're going to explain it, could be, it will be available at freedomworks.org on Monday, hopefully. Uh, so you can follow it there. Uh, but, and yeah, I mean, I've been, I went on a Twitter rant the other day too, so you can always follow me on Twitter at pi. I'll be linking out stuff like on this as much as I can over the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hectic next week, couple of weeks. I don't think people realize the amount of work that's gone into this and the amount right. of work that's going to continue to go into this, uh, before, uh, before it's all said and done. I'm pr- pretty much blocking out like my next, you know, I don't know, two months to spend as much time in Washington, DC as I can. I tr- commute back and forth from Atlanta. So this is going to be this is going to be a pretty much all hands on deck effort for Freedom Works over the next uh, two months or so. Well, Jason, like at home is Thanksgiving. So God yeah. bless you. Keep up the God, good thanks. good work. Thank you for your time. We got to run. Thank We've you, got Jason. about thirty seconds. Where can they find you? Where are you at on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Pi. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Liberty Pie. And I just want to thank you guys for the time today. And I love the fact that you guys are sponsored sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee. I love that. Place. Thank you, sir. Good, Jason Pie. We got to let you go. We're out of time. <laughs> Thanks, I Jason. love it. And a great patriot there. VP, Legislative Affairs for Freedom Works. Check them out. Hey, we'll be right back on the Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning. is the conservative cartel with matt locke and rocky stucci only on the blaze radio network Well, welcome back to the program. Like you just heard again, the conservative cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. Again, you know, if you guys have an opinion on the fascinating interview that we've had with two fascinating people this morning or any of the current events that we've talked about on the show today, you can call in on the Black Rifle Coffee hotline at 888-900-3393. Again, thank you to NineLineApparel.com, BlackRifleCoffee.com for making this possible. Matt, there's one thing I just want to close on in regards to the uh, interview we just had with Jason Pye from FreedomWorks. I really appreciate the fact, because talking about taxes can be real dry. It can be very difficult. It can be very boring, but it's very crucial to our everyday single life. And I'm very grateful that Jason presented it 
in a way that was common sense. He presented it in a way that people understood the language. And uh, I'm grateful for that. I really am because it could be a confusing situation. Media twists it. Media only tells you what they want you to know. So people really don't know. And like I said during the break, we get to the point where we just want to throw our hands up in the air and just hope for the best. Well, it's sad. And it's it's done on purpose. Our tax code in this country is 76,000 pages. And I was watching on Facebook as we were at the break there. And Twyla, our good friend of the, of, of the cartel, uh, I mean, she's right. You're, you're taxed on your income. You're taxed when you spend. You're taxed when you die. You're taxed, yep. taxed, taxed, taxed. I mean, think about it. Your property's taxed. Your income is taxed. Your, your purchases are taxed. Everything. You, 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 when you die, you're ta- I mean, it's unbelievable. Jason Pye is right. The government needs to go on a diet. It, 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 $4 trillion in spending. I, I always say this, too. Could you imagine you or I going to our local bank and saying, you know what? I only made 100K this year and I spent 200. I need $100,000. I need my I need my credit line up. I need I need my debt limit increased. I just need my debt limit increased and you the bank need to give me $100,000. That's what the government says to you and I every year. I've spent too much money. We have these bills that need to be paid for. You need to be kind-hearted because it's the spending that is automatic. As Mr. Pye talked about, it's automatic spending. It's going to come through. It's the welfare. It's the Social Security. It's all that stuff that's coming through. It has to be spent. And the government comes to you and I and they say, look, we have to spend more. We've already spent it. We need more money. We need to raise your taxes. We got to do something. So you got to increase the debt limit. And here we are. So it is a very dry subject. And he put that very, he did that very well. But look, I want to take a minute. Executive producer Ron brought this to attention here. Oh, boy. Him and I hung out. Him and I hung out uh, Wednesday night, I believe it was, Wednesday night, November 1st, at the uh, studios of TCN here in Fort Worth and met a lot of great patriots, met a lot of great conservatives. I actually got to put on the World Series ring of Daryl Evans. Daryl Evans. I'm a huge (laughs) baseball fan, by the way. I lived in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I remember the 1984 World Series that Detroit was in with San Diego Padres. But I got to talk to Daryl Evans. I got to talk to Mike Kisliak. Did I say that right? Catholic. I'm saying it wrong. Sorry, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mike. But Mike is going to be in studio here in the next couple of weeks. So I'll pronounce his name right then when he tells me what it is. But we, we met a lot of really nice people who believe in the same thing, who, who believe in this country, who believe in patriotism. And it's amazing because we were told that a lot of these professional athletes are conservatives. They won't tell you that. They won't come out and talk about it because you know the way it is, Rocky. If you come out and say that you're a conservative, you're going to get the heat. You better be ready to put on your big boy pants and get ready to go because you're going to get everybody's best every day because you believe a certain way. Isn't that something that that's what we have become as a society to where if you're in Hollywood and you believe in conservatism, you get attacked. If you're a sports athlete and you're conservatism, you get attacked. I even heard that NFL players were stating that if certain quarterbacks didn't kneel during the anthem, that they were going to let the quarterback get pummeled during the game. That is about as anti-American as you can get. And, you know, man, I want to point something out. You know, we sit here and we're saturated with media every single day, anti-American media every single day. We get drawn into some of these topics that to some people, 
it becomes the reality. But here's the right. reality, folks. Most Americans are truly patriotic people. Most Americans yeah. believe in the red, white, and blue and believe in the Bible, the Bible yeah. believe in Christianity, believe in family values, believe that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Most people in this country still believe that. So do not let your mind get distorted by what the mainstream media or Facebook or Twitter try to convince your brain thought process into thinking because there's two different realities. There's a social media and the media outlet is one reality. And then when we wake up every day in that life that we live, that's our real reality. So we need to be able to dissect the difference between the two. Well, we're now living in a world where conservatism is radical. Hmm, unbelievable. I mean, you talk about this all the time, Rocky Stucci. You're absolutely correct. It, it, it's radical. The truth has become radical. Christianity has become radical. Now we can't have religion with government. It, it just, you know, and as Christians, we are the ones paying that price. Now, if you're gay, lesbian, bi, LGBT, if you're a Muslim, if you're a minority, then you're owed something. And I, I saw an article here the other day, which I was amazed at, the Democratic National Committee came out and said that white men need not apply for any other jobs. Mm-hmm. They've already got privilege. I mean, I don't know about your privilege, but I wish my privilege would start paying more because my privilege isn't working very hard. I'm right. telling you right now. I wish right. it would get in gear because I like to see where some of this white privilege is because I can tell you one thing, and I think you know it as well as I do, the three of us guys here, Ron Phillips, yourself, myself, we are working our tails off to make this work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our white privilege isn't helping very much i'm gonna tell you it didn't help at all to be quite honest with you i wish he'd get off its lazy rear end get off the couch and do something because i'm ready for it right you know stalin once said matt give me one generation of youth and i can change the world he said give me one generation of youth and i can change the world and then you start looking at people like edward bernays and and how People within the commercial industry believe that the American people are too stupid to think for themselves. So when you start going back and you research somebody like Hitler and Nazi Germany, and you study somebody like Edward Bernays who invented the propaganda program, then you start thinking of somebody like Stalin who says, give me one generation and I can change the world. And then you start thinking back of this whole white privilege thing, this new neo-Nazi thing that has reemerged, just like the whole racism thing that has reemerged when Obama became president. What are they trying to do with their indoctrination process? What kind of future are they trying to create for this country when we're looking at birth rates? We're looking at radical Islam. We're looking at the destruction of Christianity. We're looking at the white privilege thing, and we're looking at we're not going to hire you because you're white. What are they seriously trying to create in this country with this new indoctrination that it's okay to be a cat? It's okay for a 55-year-old man to think he's a 7-year-old child. It's okay to dress as a woman when you're a man. It's okay for a girl to be a Boy Scout. What are they trying to do to this country, and why are they trying to destroy the inner fabric of what this country used to represent? Well, I want you to put it on the other foot. As we've drawn this picture, which we just did, I mean, you hit on everything, Rocky, and and you're very good at that, and you're in tune to that part of society here. Put this on the other foot. Could you imagine the RNC coming out and saying, you know what, black men need not apply. We, We don't want any black men to apply for the RNC. Be racist, right? You you would be racist. You 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 would be drugged through a twenty four seven media cycle 
where they would just completely degrade you. They would call you every name in the book. They would call you white privilege. I mean, it's an unbelievable thing. Or think about a company saying, well, we don't want any women to apply. We want all women to stay at home, have children, and be the housewives they're meant to be. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine the uproar you would see, but yet if it's a white male, who cares? It, 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 you don't have any feelings. Your white privilege takes care of all of that for you. I mean, that that's the thing that amazes me. We are living in days and time now where, you know, we're working our tails off. We're, we're working hard. But you know what? If it were easy, everybody would do it. You, you don't. And here's my thing. I'll give you a little life experience here. I, I've never been handed anything. My parents were lower middle class. Heck, we were, we might've been higher poverty rate. I mean, we were poor, but we had a roof over our head. We had clothes on our backs. We had food in our stomach. I mean, were we rich? No. Everything that I have is because I earned it. Everything I have is because I went and got it because I made the commitment in my life to do this. Now, do I ask for anything? Of course not. I don't ask for anything. We live in the greatest country on the planet. Where I am, I have the ability to do what I have done. Now, look, we're sitting on the Blaze Radio Network owned by Glenn Beck. I mean, we are on a, a huge station once a week. We have a national platform to get the, 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 the truth out there. And look what we do. We work very hard to make sure we research and give you that proper truth. But I'm going to tell you something here. We've got one more seg- segment, Rocky Stucci. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about something that is just driving me nuts. Social media. Yes. Donald Trump's Twitter account got shut down for 11 minutes and you're never going to guess why unbelievable and these are the things that are going on in our society today don't go anywhere triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three on the black rifle coffee hotline this is the cartel on saturday morning the conservative cartel will return on the blaze radio network Well, another Saturday almost in the books for the conservative cartel here on the Blaze Radio Network. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. If you want to be part of the program, 888-900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. This is the last segment, by the way. Rocky Stucci. Talk to me. We are going to go see the great Donna Fiducia and Don Newen here in just a little over a week. Can you believe that? You know, it's it's like being a kid again. You remember when we went down to Texas last time, how we anticipated we, we count down the yes, days like it was Christmas? Like it's Christmas. Yes. Well, we're back at it, brother. Well, you we're know, and, and I hope there's some liberals listening right now because we're going to be shooting guns, drinking beer, and acting like men. I, I mean, I may not, I may wear my ammo sexual t-shirt the whole time. I just may not wear anything. We'll just see what happens. I hope you put something on, brother. Then on top of all of that, we're actually going to hang out with our great sponsor, yes. Nine Line Apparel, that Boom. week in Savannah, Georgia. So it's going to be great. It, it is going to be fantastic. We look forward to it. We'll be doing some stuff live, so make sure you pay attention to that. And then next Saturday, by the way, next Saturday here on the Blaze Radio Network, we are going to welcome CEO of Nine Line, Tyler Merritt, mm-hmm. and his wonderful wife, to the program in studio next Saturday because Ron and I, executive producer Ron and I, since we are here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we get to go to the Sky Ball next weekend. Mm-hmm. We had to order tuxedos and the whole thing. I mean, oh. you're going to see, you're going to yeah. want to tune into Instagram or Facebook to see Matt Locke in a monkey suit. 
I'm unfriending Matt Locke on Saturday until Sunday because I don't want to see none of that stuff. Oh, I cannot. I, it, look, I can't wait. I mean, we're being told the people that are going to be there. It, I don't get starstruck, by the way. I mean, celebrity, okay, they put their pants on the same as I do. But right, right. some of the names that were being dropped that we're going to meet at this place, I'm like, what? Really? The cartel is going to be there? I told Ron, I said, I'm bringing a lot of cards. Because we're we're gonna yeah, talk. You'll bring in we're, a lot we're, of cards. we're gonna talk to some peeps there, but look, I want we we got this last segment. I just wanted to give everybody a little insight to what's going on with the cartel. Things are moving and grooving, and hopefully, with everything that's happened with the house fire and everything else, the cartel is going to be up and running again in the next week or two during the that. week. Let me add that. So when we are at the Nine Line facility, the brand new facility, when we're at Don and Donna Fiducia's, when we're traveling on the road, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned to the Conservative Cartel Facebook page because yes. we will be doing live streaming. We will keep Everywhere. everybody on the trail with us through this journey. And, folks, let me point something out. Besides the fact of Nine Line Apparel and Black Rifle Coffee, the reason why this show is at where it's at, the reason why this show is going where it's going is because of all of you and between yes. from myself, Matt Locke, Ron Phillips, and everybody, we thank you so much for all your continued support. And look, let's get to this last thing because I wanted to it. cover this. I wanted to cover this and I wanted to make sure we got to it because I had heard about this a couple days ago. And an employee at Twitter deleted President Donald Trump's personal Twitter account on their last day with Twitter. <laughs> Look, is a company responsible for the individual actions of one employee that was leaving? You, you know, let, let me put this in, in, in perspective. We all know Twitter is completely liberal. It is a personal business. They can do whatever we want. We are not entitled. Here's the thing. We are not entitled to Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts. We're not entitled to it. It's free. It's a, it, it, you know, Facebook and Twitter run as businesses. They sell ads, they make revenue, and, and we use the social media to get our word out. It, it, it's, right. a, it's a relationship that has to be done in the stuff that we do. I mean, we're on Facebook Live right now. It, 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 it's what you have to do. It's a tool that you can use. But could you imagine a, an employee from Twitter shutting down Barack Obama's Twitter account? Could you, could you even imagine it? Could, hmm. could you imagine? Let me read you some tweets from the brilliant left. Donald Trump's Twitter account was deleted, but like herpes, it came back again. Twitter employee whose last day at work was spent deleting Trump's Twitter account to the guy who deactivated Trump's Twitter, even if only temporarily, history will remember you, will remember you as a hero. Retweet if the ex-Twitter employee who deactivated Trump's Twitter before quitting today is invited to your Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, these people stand up and cheer. Where, where's your First Amendment right? I mean, right. This is what the left, oh, we need our First Amendment rights. We need our First Amendment rights. You can't take Tell away our First Amendment. You can't, you can't take away our First Amendment rights. We can take away your Second Amendment right. Because you don't need guns. I mean, we need common sense gun control. We don't worry about that. But First Amendment, we have the right to say what we want to say. Could you imagine the backlash if President Barack Obama's Twitter account got deleted? 
Do you think well, people that, would be calling that person a hero? That's it, though, man. We we live in one of the biggest hypocritical societies on the planet. When we sit here, and, and because I was, I, it's hard for me to do it. It's hard for me to actually go and start reading some of these tweets of these these psychopaths that are sitting here, uh, you know, high-fiving one another in regards to Trump's uh, Twitter being taken down. But you're exactly right. When you compare it to other people, like if it happened to Obama, if it happened to Hillary Clinton, these exact same people would literally probably need hospitalization. They would probably need a 72-hour lockup because they would go so hysterical because the great messiah was shut down. But it's okay to suppress the freedom of speech to somebody that opposes their view, just like at Harvard right now, Matt Locke. 60% of students in Harvard right now believe in suppressing the First Amendment. Yeah. What, what does that tell you? Well, we live in a society where, you know, the left wants to dictate your actions. It's 1984, mm-hmm. dude. It's the book 1984. Big Brother is watching. They want to make sure that they, they control what you're seeing, what you're saying. I mean, good friends of ours, Freedom on Deck, by the way, who you and I have both been on this program. Yes. Facebook is, is, is taking down their post. They're getting put in front of panels as fake news. They're being told that the stuff that they're putting on Facebook and Twitter is uh, too sensitive. Uh, I get that all the time on Twitter. People all the time tweet me on Twitter, and they're like, Matt, I can't watch anything because they say your material is sensitive. I'm like, well, take your skirt off. Hit the setting, and let's go. I mean, that's how you get the truth, (laughs) and it's not their fault because it's the settings on Twitter. It's Mm -hmm. the settings on Facebook. And I know we're, we're talking Eric Thompson was talking out that, you know, Facebook hires people to legitimate. All they do is target conservative Facebook pages. Right. right. That's all they do. So, you know, it, it's, it's amazing that we have places like the mm-hmm. that is not going to be shut down by Twitter or Facebook. It's, not, it's right. not because it's, it's solely run company. It's where conservative voices can get, can get together and we can get the word out to everybody who will listen. So we're, we're so thankful that the blaze has us on. I mean, we really are because we are, as we've been told, too conservative for radio. Well, you know, and, and let's point this out too, Matt. It, you know, and we said it earlier in the show is that there, there's different parallel universes that we live in. So when we look at Twitter and we look at Facebook and we look at some of the mainstream media, uh, we need to be very careful on what we allow to become our reality. And, you know, I mean, we shut everything off and then we actually go out and into society and yet we most of us seem to make it home okay. Right. Um, so be very careful. And when open those articles and make sure you read them before you have an opinion on them and then fact check, you know, and like other radio hosts say, like we say is don't ever take our word for it. Research it yourself, come to your own conclusions, come up with your own factual research because, you know, it really doesn't take a lot of effort. No. And, And all of that's at your fingertips, right? All of that information is at your fingertips. We give you the news. We give you the truth as we see it. Uh, we right. don't try to make it up. We don't try to interpret it any way other than we see it as the truth. But you all you can trust, but you have to verify. That's right. It, 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 and you have to verify your point of view to the way you see the facts and how you see conservatism and how you see liberty. We would like to think, I would like to think that we're your go-to for your news, for your facts, And that you go check us out, that you go and you find out if we're full of crap or not. I I don't think we're full of crap. Just say. Well, you you know, I did eat a bunch of cheese a week ago. I talked to you guys about that before the show. Yeah, you are full of crap then, by the way. That's what I'm hearing. Cheese curds. Cheese curds. I love cheese curds. (laughs) I love cheese curds. I'm a big fan of cheese curds and beer. In in Wisconsin, 
That's probably the two best things they do. Cheese curds and beer. Spot Matt a cow. Lock, Spot a unbelievable, cow. man. Three hours. Yeah, it's unreal. It, it's, un- it's unbelievable. Hey, during the week, we'll get this thing going. You know, just make sure you pay attention to the Conservative Cartel Facebook page. Give it a like. If you're a new listener today, we certainly appreciate it. Tell yep. all your friends, your family, your coworkers, everybody to listen. The truth is here. The marketplace of liberty. The truth is here. And you know what? We're going to see you back here in seven days. Cartel, Saturday morning. Peace out. is the conservative cartel with matt lock and rocky stucci only on the blaze radio network